The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Gentlemen, grab your glasses and your bottles. <laughs> Are we ready? One, two, three. Woo! That was a good one. Oh, yeah. Chaotic resonance. Quadrophonic. <laughs> Quadrophonic. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the Super Show of the Winemakers Podcast. Yes. <laughs> keep it down. Keep it down in there. Yeah, so this should be a fun show. <laughs> behind the lines, behind the lines. Everybody, take a step James, back. James Joyner documenting this thing today. And uh, so. I think about a half of James Joyner. Brian Casey, Mark Hanson, Secretary. Which half? Don't worry, it's the good one. You know, uh, it's the Joyner. as a toast, guys, I want to say happy 300. This is a great deal. It's taken a lot of work over six years and just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, thanks to Ed Siller, the Podfather, for putting the podcast network all together. All hail the Podfather. All, all hail the Podfather. <laughs> all of our incredible listeners and our wonderful guests and uh, and you guys. Cheers. This is to all of uh, the winemakers. And Mark. Who would ever thought we had the stick to it of this? To make it this far, I, I mean, I certainly don't. So I appreciate you guys. I had the under dragging me along. Sandra, <laughs> I had the under. Sandra told me once that she thought we, we would do like five or six, and that would be it. Uh, yeah. The good thing we didn't when we recorded two at right. a time, so that you know, and at least always make it to an even number. You know, right. episode eight, episode ten. Yeah. Well, hey, we're here. Isn't that amazing? But we've got a fun show today. Lots of guests that we're going to call and calling in. Lots of guests here in town. I think Stop even by. one has already walked into the room. Who's? Uh, Chris. Chris Cottrell. Oh, fresh fresh off fresh fresh off the black wine guy experience. Yes, oh, I saw yeah. that. Hey, can we can we ask you, Chris, to speak louder into the microphone for this show? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, MJ, if you're listening. <laughs> Come on in, Chris. Chris. I've never been flipped off by Chris Cottrell until just now. Excellent. Chris, come <laughs> in here. Chris, we love you. I uh, like to bring oh. guests. Oh. Let it be known to all the other guests who are going to show up today. <laughs> the first oh, one brought gifts. Setting the standard. Setting the standard. There you go. Here this you go. Beautiful thing. John. Wow. Thank you. Ooh, thank you so yeah. much. Yes, from bedrock, under the wire, everything. Oh. We. Oh. 2017 San Giacomo in honor of 2017. Right. We started this podcast. Yeah, that's true. Right. Really in honor of Sonoma Valley. In honor of Sonoma Valley. And then, yeah. you know, not to like start it off on this note, but you went deep into 2017 fields. Uh, Great episode, by the way. Thank you. Um, I, I loved listening to it. Felt like I learned a lot about you. Totally. Um, totally. <laughs> it's easier to interview people than talk about yourself. Shockingly yeah. enough, coming from me. Yeah. No, it, it's all... You, you talk about yourself to deflect actually having to talk about yourself. Isn't that how it works? Um, but but 2017, it's here this... And I was actually thinking about this today. 
um, you know, all of the things that Sonoma has gone through in the six years, six and a half years that we've been doing this. And, and 2017, I think, you know, how we made it to 300, um, being one of the outlets during and after the fires and one of the things that kind of helped, you know, all of us kind of process that, um, I think is one of the reasons we made it to 300. And 2020. And 2020. And then, and that's absolutely, the, the, the Zoom podcast as fucked up audio Lee and, and actually one of the um, <laughs> one of the questions one of the answers to the questions came from Brady her favorite episode was the one that you forgot to record and right. what she said <laughs> uh, which is our first Zoom podcast uh, you know the trials oh, and tribulations of that from from uh, CB from CB from CB, yeah, yeah. From CB. we still show. Jim yeah. it was a great show too bad you're the only ones who heard it. It's funny because I don't think he's um, ever gotten back to us about coming back on the Yes, show. shocking. <laughs> he didn't want to come hang out with us today. Um, you know, it's funny. I um, went through all of my photos and have been pulling out all the podcast photos that are amongst the millions of photos of grapes and bottles and stuff. And it's funny. I have it running on a loop over there. And you guys look at it too. Just kind of sit. Look at the timeline. Right. Like, it's amazing. Chris was a lot younger that first time when we recorded it. A lot less grand. <laughs> but I do have a brief statement I would like to make. Oh, please, okay, please. And then I, it in, I, I would, it into the record. I would like to, and I can take Counselor, questions Counselor after. Counselor um, <clears throat> On May 4th, 2017, hosts John Myers, Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey humbly started a wine podcast with a glimmer of hope in their eyes and a dream to record a podcast that would showcase the best parts of California wine industry and give them a platform to increase their early large egos while chasing the power in the wine industry they so desperately crave. Today, a beautiful community of people that y'all brought together are here to celebrate your 300th episode. The Winemakers Podcast hosts have recorded through fires, a pandemic, and Sam being really, really high. <laughs> they have interviewed many incredible guests, up-and-coming winemakers, legends of the wine industry, all while occasionally letting the guests speak in between talking over each other and wandering through conversation in directions no one, including the guests, could understand. Incredible insights into the wine world have been shared, along with stories of the hard times and the good times in the business mixed in the business, mixed with ramblings about the olden days of Sonoma and references no one who grew up 10 miles away from the Sonoma Square could get Thank or relate you. to. I have laughed, I've been emotionally moved, I've learned a lot, and I've cringed at unintentionally problematic things that have been said. Y'all are intentionally. <laughs> Y'all are great people, big hearts, your passion can be felt through the speakers, you gave me a stage to talk to about our wines, a stage to the whole Bedrock Village and community to talk about their wines and experiences, you are all sincere, thoughtful, and wonderful people, and the industry is lucky to have you in it, advocating for the smaller folks, fighting the good fight. And you also had Joel Peterson on. <laughs> it is no small thing you've built here. You have built a better wine community. Thank you, and congratulations. I can't wait to celebrate episode 1,000 with y'all. If you're looking for an in-depth, engaging intellectual conversations about wine, you always know where to find them and tune in. The Bedrock Wine Conversations, hosted by Chris Cottrell and Morgan Twain Peterson, available on all platforms, released every two weeks to four months. Congratulations. Thank you, Chris. Well, we played like two hours of show, but um, 
Can we just stop right now? <laughs> Can we just cut it right now? We're not going to do better than that. I love the people who are coming later, cheers, but sorry. You no, know. you know we have... Uh, yeah. Cheers, man. Cheers, Thank you, Chris. That was beautiful. Well, cheers, yeah. Do you know Chi-Chi from... So, John, you should know Chi-Chi from The Girl and the Fig. Um, we used to work together also at the Fairmont, and now she's at Wit and Wisdom. Welcome. Um, Thank yeah. you. Thank Walk you. Right into that microphone. She's, she's, <laughs> Jasmine and I went through the other night and she said, I want to come by. She said, but I don't want to be on the show. So, of course, first thing we do is throw a set of headphones on her and put her in front of the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> what were people drinking at uh, Wit and Wisdom last night? Oh, no, they weren't open last night. No. What are, what's <laughs> your favorite wine you've been pouring at Wit and Wisdom lately? 1600 Listening to his um, his the pod black wine guy experience episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that just well, came out, and I didn't get to ask him. Just he was up and that was quick. Yeah, he uh, was. But nonetheless, I wondered what the experience was like doing that show. You, I can tell you from it was you're in a studio under lights in New York in some like you know windowless building. I, I and and it was also. It was right there. It was like, you know, it was, it was fall. And for me, being from California, dressing for East Coast fall, you're like never sure how many layers to have on. So by the time I got to his end, I was probably late and I was probably high. Um, so by the time I got there, <laughs> I was just I was just sweating. So the whole time that I was there, and you know, like MJ, he's he's a homie. He's a, right. But when you're actually like literally in the hot seat and he's, you know, got his list of questions and... and um, is making you drink Audutet. Well, not making you drink Audutet, but we're drinking Audutet. Um, I was sweating. I sweat. Like that was that was my. It was a tough. It was a tough interview. Well, yes. and, and they had a great conversation going. I yeah. mean, he he drew. A, uh, we've had Chris on a couple times now, and I've heard him interviewed before. But he drew. Should I never never knew. Never would have never. Yeah, it was very cool. MJ's got a real. Um, real knack for that. He's got a real good style. Yeah, yeah. It, it works well. Let's yeah. get. Uh, we, yeah, let's get point, to, can, can I just get Chi Chi? She's one of my favorite people in the in the industry here, and just one of my favorite people here in Sonoma. Those of you that don't know, we have a big Sherpa community here in Sonoma, and and having worked with her at the Girl and the Fig, and then over at the Fairmont, and she took it upon herself to learn more about wine and is going to go for level three, right? Okay. Yes. So <laughs> she is like, and um, I'm so proud of her. Thank and, you. Um, it's, it's, and it's nice to be able to go over and see it too. And she just recently got a promotion over in <laughs> yeah. So you. that's probably why she, she's probably not drinking. <laughs> she has to work later on right. today. She's got coffee. Uh, <laughs> um, but Gigi, very proud of you. And, Thank you. And, Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, of course. Well, thanks for celebrating. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> and if you want, grab a glass. If you want to try anything that's here, we won't tell your boss. <laughs> oh, two weeks later, I'll fire it. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Thank you very much. Of course. Of course. Yeah, right. here. Of course. <laughs> wow. Okay. Terry, you want to hop in? Going.
On schedule. Everything's yeah. correct. No, no, come sit down. Oh, yeah. Terry, Terry, Great to meet you. Guest after guest, they're just rolling in. It was like the Tonight Show. Man of many. <laughs> Man of many. It's like, how do you introduce? <laughs> Nobody played her out and somebody didn't play me in. So oh, you well, that's because you're here to play in and out. <laughs> <laughs> I play everywhere. Yeah. Well, um, uh, how do you introduce Tanner Wally? Uh, front man and lead guitarist of. Rocker. Uh, up and coming hot Sonoma band Little Worth. I'm not lead guitar. I'm not lead guitar. Oh, sorry, but, um, sorry, Austin. But, uh, rhythm guitarist. Yeah, rhythm guitarist. But I have a better voice. And the next time, <laughs> wow. wow. Oh, bro. New Year's Eve. That's not true. Bastiani, right? Uh, that's right. I'm, we're playing. Uh, we're supporting um, uh, Marty O'Reilly. Which we're very excited about. Man, that's going to be a great. Game. That's going to be, yeah, be so fun. Uh, 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 sponsored by or hosted by uh, y'all. Yeah. So it's really it's y'all. I guess I guess we should exciting. now we're, we're plugging in the show. You Go should. buy tickets at the. Uh, mm-hmm. I think on the Spastiani website, right? You can buy them. Yep, yeah. that's right. That's, uh, that's right. probably the easy. Or go to Marty's website. Mm-hmm. I think we have a link in some bio somewhere. Um, and it's like a re- you know it's, it's Sonoma and Sonoma on New Year's Eve. Not a lot of stuff happens. There, it's there's not, and you especially know, after nine o'clock. Right, exactly. Yeah, after we, nine o'clock. we we learned really quick with our restaurants, like uh, let's do like a special menu, or let's do a tasting, or something tasting menu, or something else, and then it 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 never really sticks that hard. It's sort of like people come in and they have fun, and then they're out, and then they're out by like nine o'clock, and they're like, okay, bye. So you know. So, so when you kick everybody out of your restaurant at 9 o'clock, well, that's the plan. so the staff can come on mm-hmm. rock out of the show. That's exactly the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's what we're, yeah. So there will be a correlation there. And of which restaurants, Tanner, now that uh, it's plural, um, talk about, uh, you know, what are your year, almost, is it year three of Valley? Yeah, so we're about three and a half years in at Valley Bar and Bottle right here on the plaza, the old Harvest Moon space. Man, do you guys get great. Oh, awesome. You know what? I don't care about the press. I want to talk about the breakfast sandwich. (laughs) The breakfast sandwich is fire. It is unbelievable. Yeah. It is. Yeah. um, yeah, It's real simple, too. It's all about just keeping it simple, stupid, as they say. Um, I wasn't calling you stupid. I was just using that. You wouldn't have been wrong. Yeah, well. Uh, I call myself stupid the, every morning. The in finest peddler the high ass dog. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Class 83. <laughs> oh, shit. That's what I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. It's, it's, no, it's, 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 it's born. It's well established. Happy belated birthday, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, yeah, it's uh, we have Valley Bar and Bottle on the Plaza open in July of 2020, and then we just opened up our second restaurant called Valley Swim Club. So it's packed every time I drive by. Great so dinner the other night. Thank you very much. First time, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know what the problem with Swim Club is? It's too fucking close to my house. Yeah, it's very close. I was I was stoked because I was gonna be like walking distance Valley, mm-hmm. yeah. and now I'm like, yeah. you know, could you put that a little further yeah, away? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's really fun. I mean, we're we're really excited about Swim Club. It is uh, I, I should say that um, we're very excited about the response we've had. It we're also still humbly in kind of that phase one phase, not to be redundant, where we're still figuring out some some details, making it warmer, making it cozier in the back, going into these months, um, and and reading that side of town 
uh, which is very different from this side of town. Hmm. Um, and reading sort of uh, the ebbs and flows of, of of traffic and and bodies and people and opinions and it's definitely a tastes. Whole, a whole new animal over there. Yeah, it's completely different. It's really fascinating, actually, the the difference between the two, just in terms of guests and needs. Um, but it's really fun. It's a great challenge. It's awesome. Tanner Wally. Yeah. Thanks for being on. It's such Thank a pleasure you. to have you, man. Uh, You've done so well anything to plug? throughout this town. <laughs> I don't I don't have anything to plug other than really our Little Worth album and our new oh. restaurant and my new restaurant. But the Little What's Worth the album? album the album is online. It's uh, Little Worth oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, first annual. Um you can stream it anywhere. Do we have then, it on vinyl yet? Uh, we don't. I do have it actually mastered for vinyl, but we haven't had the the funds to make that happen yet. But we'll get there. Should I ask um, for more money for that show, though? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Um, but mo- more importantly, just wanted to give uh, a huge, a uh, huge thank you to all of you guys um, for uh, everything you do for the community, um, from from wine to food to just just general love and respect for for our our little sandbox here in Sonoma great vibes and and um and it's a really an honor and a pleasure to know you all and of course we're all we're all buds here um but I will speak directly to Sam and I've said this a thousand times but uh Sam was the first person I met when I moved to Sonoma and and you welcomed me on this podcast and and welcomed me into your heart Along with Alice and Althea, and uh, and the whole Kateri family, so thank you guys so much for letting me be a part of this, even for just a split second. The three hundredth. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for. And your, you are. Big thanks for your contributions to Sonoma, also for somebody Absolutely. who you know, n- new to town. You'll, uh, be, you'll yeah. be new to town because the, uh, there's other people that are new years. to town that we don't invite to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just hit my seven year, by the way. Here. Okay. Yeah. So you're stuck. Now you're here. Now I'm here you're forever. A lifer. Yeah, I'm a lifer. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. So. Seriously, this is what life is all yeah. about. In the moment, being here and being alive. That's beautiful. Oh, my the God. Best. Sondra Bluestream anyway. just walked in. <laughs> oh, she was here. Ah, there we go. And it's picking up. Hey, thanks, Jenner, man. Uh, 300th episode of the Winemakers podcast. John Myers, Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey. Tanner Wally was just here. And Sandra Bernstein. Oh, yes, yes, you have to. I want to jump over There's, the table in the comments. No way in hell you're getting out of this. No way. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a great show today, man. We're having fun. I may have totally screwed up and, and fucked up, Sam. So, what did you do? Um, we might have lost some. Seriously, yeah. uh, everything was tested already, etc. But we uh, it wouldn't be on, it would, yeah, it'd be very on brand, wouldn't yeah. it? So why don't you do this with me? Give me another pour, and we'll just we'll start over. <laughs> What do I have to say? I don't know. <laughs> there we go, Sam. Thank you. Because right, right now it's dead air. Sit down and say something. Welcome to the winemakers. There we go. How on brand is all that? Huh? Come on. Totally screwing up. Are you kidding? But all good. Sandra, uh, so Casey Graybell just sat down at the table, the Grenachista. I mean, Casey, you may have been on this show more than anyone else if you count the Grenache <laughs> thing. Yeah. Do you have a count we- coming time? <laughs> I'm probably at like six, and every the last time's been with Sandra too. So it's, it's like we're tag team. Amazing. <laughs> well, and Sandra, I was so, and then Sandra Bernstein is here. Who, those of you that don't know, you know, 
founder of the girl in the fig and that whole empire. I am still alive. She is still alive. But I was, I was thinking about this last night in Bart. I was doing the same thing, looking through pictures of, you know, some of the past shows and, and, and I posted a picture of the Roan room. It was the sign that was up at the Roan room because ultimately you are like the base of the pillar of the Roan movement that started in Sonoma. And you, you are the reason that we are sitting here today, actually. Oh, I don't 100%. believe that. 100%. I mean, if I oh. wouldn't have worked with you and, and Darius wouldn't have bought an estate <laughs> and you sent me down to the girl in the fig and then and then I met, Aww. you know, um, met Sam and, and John was sitting at the bar at the girl in the fig. That's how this all started was, wow, that's was so us crazy. getting together, yeah. you know, me converting John from a cab drinker to a Syrah drinker and then getting us on the radio show. And then we decided we didn't like commercials or not swearing or uh, it was the not swearing thing or yeah. schedules. Probably <laughs> not talking um, about drugs. No might have been, been the pro, um, the pro roundup guy that John worked with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 27, I, I am cra- like, I think about it 27 years doing Roan alone. Yeah. Which is just remarkable to me. And with just all the cycles of, you know, becoming popular and, you know, losing it. And is it really real? And should people be replanting their vineyards and all these things? And it's pretty, it's way mainstream compared to where it was 27 years ago. I can't even imagine what that was like. You would have died. Okay, I I will, I don't know if you've heard this story, but... (laughs) When before we opened Glen Ellen, and I, the, there were choices. They were like, okay, 1997. Do I do the um, politically correct thing and just get a wine from everybody that's like within a mile from us, right? right? We would have had Kenwood and Mayo, and I don't even remember who's there. Ben, Ben's and I'm like, and, okay, well, yeah. Glen Ellen Inn's probably doing that, and whoever's over there is probably doing that. No, I'm not doing that. And then we were like, and, and actually Joan and John and my assistant from Beyonce, Michelle. So it was really kind of the four of Joan us. Joan being? Joan, yeah, Cash's mom. Joan Stein- yeah. Yeah. yeah, she right. hand wrote some of our blackboard. We, we worked together at Fiance, so we go way back. But anyway, um, so then we had like, oh, wouldn't it be great if we like had the best wines, you know, at the time, like conundrum was really hot and there were some things and they're like, okay, nobody has freaking heard of us. Nobody's going to sell us any of these wines. So I'm like, okay, let me come down to the wine exchange and let me see what they, what we can have. And let's taste some of the wine with the food. But the whole time I'm thinking we need a, a, a hook. And at Beyonce for four years, the hook was Sam stories and Italian varietals and made up marketing and five seasons and, you know, everything that went with that. And so I was like, I love drinking Rones, like driving down from like Paris all the way down to Nice and like stopping and like drinking out of a tumbler and just going, oh, my God, this is like the best wine I've ever had. So I did that now. When I went into the store, which is no longer there, unfortunately, it was really, I love that little store. Oh. You guys remember? It was Sam not. Sam might. Fig, Fig Pantry? The, it, when no, it was, no, no, no. The, the wine oh, the exchange. Wine exchange yes, like where the Massage yeah, Envy went, the, like yeah, in yeah. there. It was, I love that little exchange. place. It was a great well, wine shop. Yeah. I pulled, I put together 12 bottles in a box that I thought were all Roan. 
and got back to find out that I think two of them were not varietals. They never made it on the list, but it was definitely like, oh, I have a lot to learn. And that was probably all the store had. Oh, it was. It it was totally everything they had. And I mean, I think there was a wine from Glen Ellen Winery and there wasn't yeah, they were random. And then I think our biggest wine that helped convert people to understanding the Rhone varietals or understanding where, you know, something where things are happening was uh, Kendall Jackson had a, was it Kendall Jackson? Yeah, had a Viognier huh. that tasted like a Chardonnay. But we were like, oh, <laughs> here, you want to taste this? You've heard of Kendall Jackson. I think it was, topped with Chardonnay. Sure it was it's like Chardonnay, Chardonnay with a little peach in yeah, it. How, try yeah. a little bit of this. But anyway, it's what a wild ride. And honestly, I would not have met all the wonderful people um, over these years, and I know you're kidding. France the Viognier Bowling and, League oh and the God. Rome Rangers and Hospice de Rhone and making friends with Vicky. I mean, I how mean, can I get a Person of the Year two times, two different organizations? <laughs> <laughs> like that says a lot. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I. Um, and then I must say, I just haven't been drinking that much. I'm like looking at this table and I'm like, God, I wish I was drinking, but I'm not. And I have ended up giving away like five cases of wine to like friends, nephew, and somebody from friends that came from out of town. And I got a text and with a picture of a Jeff Cohn Syrah from, or Grenache, I can't remember, but um, from 19, from 19, no, from 2000 and, I don't know, ridiculously old that I thought, oh, this is probably going to be corked, you know, or it's going to be old. And my nephew sends me a thumbs up. A hundred out of a hundred. This is so freaking amazing. <laughs> awesome. And I'm like, well, yeah, another reason to love Rhone wines. They last yeah. and yep. they develop and they're delish. Yep. So anyway, I don't want to take up all your airspace because... I, I was talking about the bike goes on earlier today. We were talking about you earlier. We said because oh. we said Sandra thought there was no way we'd make it to three hundred. We I had I had, oh, I, I had the under at like twenty. But I have to say that's what I meant to say first is congratulations. Oh my god, I mean just very much the appreciated. Fact of trying to wrangle up all these cats to show up on time and yeah. to actually want to promote and market themselves and to get them here and knowing that it's great and how watching how your downloads just increased year by year by year. I mean, or episode by episode. I mean, really cool. So when you just miss, and is this my equipment by the way? I don't know. <laughs> it's mine. Where is my equipment? Is. There it is. Uh, like in case I want right to do down, like right an down NFT there in the podcast. You know, it's house. it's possible that we could get that <laughs> no, to you. <laughs> and you just missed cheering. Cheering was here. Oh. Who who Sandra, you, you have no idea. Now she's going for is her level song? three song. Oh my god. So this, these are this, wit and wisdom. She's at wit and wisdom. Oh wow. But all started at the girl oh, in the fig. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God bless those people over there. They just make my life beautiful <laughs> in every possible way. Oh, yeah. anyway. Well, and people well, still congrats. bring us cookies. Um, from I the haven't girl had a cookie in a while. I can't eat yeah. those things anymore. 
They're yeah, <laughs> I know. They're well. It's so wonderful to see you guys. I love you all. Thank you for Thank having you. me. Love you too. Thank you Congrats for creating this uh, Roan bubble that we get to live in. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Thank you so very yeah. much. Sandra. No, thank you. And thank you. You know, every time I possibly can. No, I know you're. I'm you're the, you pay part of my. I'm at the thing. I know. I I still read the notes occasionally. <laughs> Yeah, I know when your when your parents are there. Generally. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, you know, Howard came in and told it another. You want to know why? Why? It is the best restaurant in town. Oh, God bless There's you. Just no question about Thank it. You. Now we've got Tanner Wally and Valley. You guys are much more into Valley than I am, but everybody has well, their own. That's because they and I. They, I know, grew up like with you hipsters. guys. Yeah. They're like little millennial hipster people. <laughs> Thank God there isn't a steakhouse that serves Bordeaux. <laughs> you know, well, that would be. I think Saul man, has some I think Bordeaux the lions on shut his down list. a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. 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 R.I.P. Yeah. Saddles. Well, that's an saddles exciting thing. I... Also, we're getting an infuse of some new restaurants, some new food places that I haven't gone to yet, but yeah. it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah, and but Kenwood, God, you're going to be next door to Airy at Cafe Chidi and making pasta there, and wow, it's about yeah. to be like the Italian food yeah. capital of yeah. Sonoma County, Kenwood. Yeah, kind of wild. Oh boy, you know where I can get some Italian varieties, right? There. Because when and you're in Scotland, you go eat, eat Italian food. We haven't even because, gotten uh, to that. We haven't what's even this? gotten to that yet. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Sandra. Sorry. No, we haven't announced. We have <laughs> not announced oh. Bart's big announcement yet. Oh. But we will get there. And Bart's big announcement? He's making a Shannon? Oh, God. Cash. <laughs> He's not uh. making a Shannon. He's All not right. Cash yet. He's well, yeah, cash. let's keep on schedule. Oh, the wine business. That's not an announcement. Um, I'm not wait, sure when. Wait, Brett you guys George's make money at this? <laughs> no. <laughs> we have fun. Cheers, Casey. How you doing, buddy? Casey Graybell, what did you bring? Well. Oh, look, it's Grenache. I brought some Grenache. <laughs> Amazing, really? <laughs> I was just thinking, driving over here the first time I did your show, and it was at uh, John's house. Um, oh, God, that was years That had ago. to be 2016. With the yeah. corgis. Yeah, with the corgis and yeah. the parking in the background, and the, yeah. the mailman rang the door one, at one point <laughs> during the interview. Um <laughs> I, it's amazing that you guys have been doing this this long. Congratulations on 300. Thank you. Thank you. That's what, yeah. like, once a week for eight years? Six. Uh, Sorry, math. By, six. By our two. math, yes. Exactly right. <laughs> I think they call that winemaker math. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, three and a half episodes a month. Three and a half the episodes ha- The half month. episodes are the best, though. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> we actually have one for you next week. We have a half, half episode. An episode. We do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for Thanksgiving. Banger. Yeah. <laughs> but why is it a half an episode since I wasn't here? Oh, I guess you can't get that away. We didn't. We didn't go for very long. Oh. We thought we had. We had Randall shows. Graham and Elaine Chuck and Brown will be on next week, but we had uh, we had limited time. We had we had but we had a. It was raining. Was it raining? It was raining, and this and tasting room a, just is so busy that we can only take up the space here for so long. Right, but you know, we had like a eight top heading in, yeah. And uh, well, but remember when getting Randall and Elaine to um, talk less than we talk right. was a challenge. Well, if you <laughs> think about when we when we had Randall on the first time, Brian and I were at Grenache Day, and we were going to record. And we were going to record a bunch of people, and Randall sat down with his friend, and an hour and a half later, they finished and got up, and I think we were done. Well, I and think nobody we were, else. We were, I think, drinking too, we which definitely drinking. made it 
Yeah. As the day went on, it got a little bit harder to. Right. Well, and it, show. Did, it did, but I've learned the value of a spit cup at this and point. Randall likes so. to talk. I mean, there's no doubt about that. If you can get him I mean, going. Got a lot to say, you know? Yeah. Done a lot, has a lot of ideas, and uh, is good at expressing them. He was a really interesting guy to talk to. I mean, yeah, I, he's the first time I've met him. There, he's, he's the. Um, the professor from uh, Back to the Future of, of wine, you know? He's the Christopher Lloyd of <laughs> I like it. I have to uh, say, I was a little let down, though, when I pulled up. You guys had finished. And there he's getting into a Chevy pickup. Yeah, no I'm like, Citroen. what, no Citroen? Yeah. Oh, he was picking up uh, cover crop seeds. Yeah, exactly. That's why. Like a newer oh. Chevy? Like a so he has a real job. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a vineyard truck, for sure. Okay. I wonder well, if he got him back so, dry. That was the big question. It was raining. Well, the... What happened was it wasn't. Here's what happened because actually, James Joyner delivered the cover crop in Phil's truck yesterday uh. Uh, because um, it wasn't ready for him to pick up when he wanted to pick it up. And it was going to get to the point where he was going to get back too late. Uh, and so he was going to have to stay. It ended up getting complicated. Um, so he showed up to hang out with Elaine and do a half an episode. And. Um, and then head south, apparently. Uh, well, James took some great photos too. Yeah, I, I just saw. And I and I learned how to pronounce poplashum. Finally, poplashum. Thank God, because I'd been. But can you explain what it is? We've been talking about that for a while. I'm well, glad I've, I've been butchering it for a long time. Right. Um, I think I can explain what it is. I mean, it is. It it seems to be two things. One is a vineyard sort of conventionally grafted um, making wines that he can sell right away. Right. And and then this other piece of it, which is the, you know, thousand million seedlings to see what happens. When um, it, when, what it produces. What it produces in, 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 in pursuit of, uh, uh, you know. And pollination pr- in from of like everywhere. A, what's that? Pollination from everywhere. It just was like... Right, which, you yeah. know... Um, and... It, the whole thing is interesting um, because he's, it sounds, you know, grape seeds aren't necessarily viable. Like, they don't always work. Right. And mostly don't, right? That's why we, That's why graft, we use rootstock. Right. why we use rootstock and graft the way we do. Um, but it was like the older grapes, the older varieties were stronger than the younger varieties. Like Cabernet... <laughs> which it hist- you know in the sort of range of history as a as a see I do know some history Chris Calabrese um one of the comments uh younger variety than like Syrah and the Syrah crosses are more viable than the Cabernet crosses. serene yeah <laughs> but anyway that that's something to look forward to for next week you can have Randall and whatever Bart's ex- big ex- announcement ex- is He's got something in the. Do day. you have? Well, let's uh, let's talk to K- Casey. Yeah, what the hell Casey's are you here? Yeah, well, what have you been well, up to? Uh, just wrapping up harvest, and we're pressing out our last two tanks today. Not for the Ganashista, but for my day job. Yeah. It was a well, it was a hell of a harvest. It was we got we got beat up. Yeah, everything get compacted for you. Everything. Yeah, definitely. It was like six weeks rather than you know their typical ten weeks. Uh, yeah. We did 850 tons through our facility in yeah six weeks, which was yeah it was brutal for Sounds everybody like and the crew. Two thirds <laughs> of it was in the last three weeks of that. Well, there was a little more spaced out for you. No, we basically filled the facility in that like 
last week of September. And then it was only as many, we could only fill tanks when we dropped them. So it was just full from yeah. end of September to today. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was pretty brutal. But I mean, uh, from what I'm seeing, the, the fruit quality was just outstanding. Yeah. Um, I, have a feel, I have a feeling I'm about to go at, back to the days straw. of Look buy at. the glass McLaren Syrah at oh the fig. <laughs> Steve Law in the house. Yeah, there we go. Join us, Steve. Hey, Brian. Mr. Steve Law, Sonoma's Good. own James Bond with his Scottish brogue. Thank you. The only living <laughs> Scotsman in Sonoma. I think so. Uh, in Sonoma, possibly. Yes. Not the only one that wears a kilt, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I dropped my pencil. I got Good to see you, table. Sandra. Love you too. Thank you. Love you, Sandra. Thanks. All right, and we continue on the three hundredth show of the Winemakers. Still, uh, still as on brand as we can possibly get. Casey Cravel <laughs> and Steve Law at the same They're time. This is absolutely amazing. <laughs> That's ambient okay. noise. We need some barking dogs. Inside joke. Uh, Did anybody bring a dog? <laughs> <laughs> does Does Cash not bark ever? Cash barks occasionally. Like, I've said this before. I don't know if I've said this on the show. Uh, Curry's a great dog. I love my dog. Cash is, and thank God because he's here a lot. Cash is a great tasting room dog. Yeah. He doesn't bark. He's not super food. He motivated. doesn't bite. He doesn't, doesn't beg. He doesn't beg. Everybody. He always and spits. He never swallows. And he, well, he doesn't. And he doesn't have a tail. He right. He says hello to everybody. Oh. No tail. The no tail thing. You know. You don't like when Curry goes bounding towards a table. You know, especially up here in the front where low table. You're worried about the glasses and the charcuterie, and if and it's the, both on the coming and the going with Curry. So we love having cash. Uh, Thank you, Joe. Oh my, that tastes good, Steve Law. How are you doing, buddy? Good. I Little twenty twelve Syrah. Well, I thought right to in the microphone. Three hundredth. I thought I'd bring the the same wine. I think we we tasted together. The Bony Glen. Way back when, when you, I don't think I was the first, but I was in your first, first one of the ten. First yeah, yeah. Well, we came over to your place on Vine Alley. Yeah, yeah. And I think we had this uh, wine. We actually we smashed a couple of them that day. I think so. <laughs> That's highly, <laughs> highly, highly so. unusual, isn't it? <laughs> well, John had one on his own, and the oh, rest of it. Well, I like it. It's nice. It's great wine, Matt. So good. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, how's the season been for you guys? Good, good. It's been. It was. Uh, it was a hurry up and wait type of deal at the beginning, and then we've been waiting, and then everything came came in together. And uh, I mean, as you guys know, we share Bart and I share a place with another winemaker, Jamie Kutch, as well. And so, on year to year, it's nice because we we all have different varietals, and we all bring in at the different times, and it kind of spreads out nicely. This year, I think we had a day where we harvested, and but remind me if I'm wrong, Bart, but we we harvested Chardonnay. Uh, Grenache, I think you brought your Grenache and I got some Viognier and all in the same day. It's like, what the hell's yeah. game is going on? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it was weird. It was really weird. So it yeah. was... Morveda, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, everything got smashed together, which was um, difficult from a logistics perspective, but so far, the quality is just fantastic. So, I mean, the flavors are great. The, the wines are looking good. I didn't make a wine this year over 13.3% alcohol, okay. which for a cool climate 
guy is kind of I'm happy about. You've got to yeah. send all those bags of tartar back to Scott's Labs, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it goes bad. I think you can save it for next year. <laughs> you can swap it for sugar if you want to. Just don't get them mixed up. Because yeah, I don't think Safeway have any bags left, do they? <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, with this last year, I'd be trading it in for some yan, you know, for some superfood or something. This was yeah. pretty crazy the chemistry with him. It was a was weird really chemistry year, right? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, you, you couldn't wait for sugar. It wasn't about picking for sugar, it was picking for pH. The pH started moving, you had to go and get it kind of no matter what the sugar was at. Tank space, too. And tank space. Tank right. space was the big one, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the crazy thing was, too, is, I mean, some of the fruit was still hanging out there for ages. I mean, nothing was moving there towards the end. I mean, the vines were shutting down, they're changing color, and it's like, at that point, then it, and then it really was just about tank space yes. and and yes. crews and tractors and I mean, that's what it was just like we can't get to it until Thursday because we have these other three places we're picking <laughs> you know Thursday's no good I'm filling that tank tomorrow yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve what was the last that came in and Rusan how- I made some Rusan this year again so it, and I, that came in last that came in last yeah, totally. and it came in at twenty brick so it's going to be about a 12, 12 and alcohol wing, which is just Hi there. fantastic yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, handsome. Hi, handsome. We have seen he some. was doing a little jig around the cellar. When I have seen some higher conversions. So, I mean, you might be at yeah. 12 and a half this yeah. year, right? Yeah, 12 and a half. Yeah, maybe, okay, maybe even 12.55. How, how did it go at, the, at your tasting space this year? Really good. We yeah. actually got uh, we got awarded our use permit after um, what a four year process. Thank you. So we got that, and that was very nice. So we uh, we are officially open now, and yeah. um, so it's been going well. Good. It's been going well. It's just uh, it's nice to have a commute that's less than fifty yards. <laughs> Sometimes I forget I've got my slippers on. <laughs> <laughs> and people can still come taste with. Does anyone else do the tastings, or is it just just does me. Heather do them sometimes? Heather will uh, maybe do from club members if club members come in, and I'm during okay. harvest. But um, yeah. She's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's the, the idea of doing this thing was so that I could just continue to do the by appointment rather than trying to keep a shop open down on Sonoma. Yeah. So it's really freed up my, my schedule, made it harvest a lot easier. In fact, Heather told me this year that I was much less of a basket case, which is good <laughs> news, bad news, I guess, because I guess I'm less, but I didn't know I was one. So I guess that was the bad news. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so it's been good. Yeah. But you didn't say you were in a basket case. <laughs> <laughs> you said you were less of one. Yeah. Slightly well, that kind less. of implies that you were one. Well, you were a lot of one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's nice. Nice to be able to go and taste with the winemaker. Right, Bart? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Overlooking our Viognier and Mavedra. That's <laughs> still still ha- That's still hanging, by the way. <laughs> no, but we did pick the Viognier. It was um, that's our first pick. We picked it uh, on that full moon morning at the end of September. That was, was like the 29th or something like that, mm-hmm. um, which had been on a fully three weeks after the historical pick date. Yeah, I think that was actually three weeks after I picked our little because we have a wee estate right next right. to yours now. Yeah, 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 and it's planted to Viognier. Oh, it is. And so this year was our first year of doing it. Um, I got the budwood from um, a Grigori Dutton Grigori vineyard out in Green Valley Road, okay. 
and grafted on in uh, 2020. So we got a very small, I got like half a ton off that little block there this year. But we picked it uh, very beginning of September. What did you get it at? Uh, 22, 22 and a half. So this is what's crazy about this year. Three weeks later, we picked it at like 23 and a half. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there was just, you could wait all, you could wait forever for sugar to accumulate. You know, it just yeah. wasn't, it wasn't there. I was moving. Yeah. We bought what? a little bit of Grenache from Klein this year and it came in last Tuesday at 23. Yeah. Um, just hanging. And, it, you know, it was a decent sized crop, but it wasn't huge. No. Like it does, what doesn't justify the slowness of the sugar. It was just cool. Yeah. It was big canopy. There should have been a lot of, it was just a cool year. Yep. Yeah. Klein's been doing really well. Freezer? Um, and my wife has been digging there. It was it the Grenache Gris that she brought and we tasted. I remember when so uh, when Hillary came through. Yeah, when the, Hillary and yeah. and we were trying to even she was having a little issue explaining Grenache Gris. I think. Um, well, Grenache Gris is the third mutation of Grenache, right? Some say it might be the first. The first mutation of Grenache. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the first version before yeah. the mutations are the white and the red. Yeah, and I, uh, we I should, don't think I mean, we have a Grenacheista. We should ask. I him. know. I was yeah, going to yeah. say we get, <laughs> I don't think we they actually have any Grenache Gris out there. I think they're making a white Grenache. So that was the confusion. So I they're think doing like it, a Blanc de Blanc de Noir on it. Blanc de Grenache. Yeah, because there's not a whole lot of Gris planted out there, and I'm pretty darn sure they don't have it. There's a lot of Grenache Gris planted in California, is there? Mm-mm. No, not anymore. Um, in fact, there's only. Three spots here in the North Bay that I know of, and then a few in Paso and a few in Santa Barbara. Hmm. Um, yeah, so there's, uh, you know, I don't know for sure, but I don't think that they got have any Grenache Gris. All right. Different skew. It's like white Pinot. It's white Pinot. You're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's, it's a rosé that they went like, oh, they added sulfur and went, oh, shit, where'd all the color go? <laughs> <laughs> Which I think has happened to all of us, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not in the same glass, though. No, right. I didn't, yeah. we hadn't, didn't bottle it, though. <laughs> and Steve, do you actually have some of this wine available that we're drinking? No. Or is this just out of the... Yeah, that was just... Yeah. Uh, I grabbed that on Hold the on. way out. <laughs> this was the first time... This was my first vintage of working with a Vivio vineyard up in uh, Bennett Valley. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, that was 2012. It was a cracker of... I mean, 2012 was a nice, cool climate vintage, too, which was kind of nice. And, um, yeah, it was a nice... Uh, Every time I hear Bennett Valley, yes, I think of Kieran Robinson, yeah. yeah, who was one of our first guests, and actually how Dave Hayes learned about us, and uh, and how... And how actually I ended up here. Artie Johnson. I, I've known Kieran for a Excellent. long time. I think I was right after him. And, and, and I remember the story he told about the fire, how he had everybody, they finished picking left the grapes there overnight and they got all smoked out. Well, it was ran for their lives. That right? was in 17. It was yeah. so sad because yeah. in 17, um, we actually picked, I picked the Vivio Vineyard on Friday and I remember chatting with Kieran and saying to him that we had a crew for picking on the Friday. And um, and he said, you know, I've, Wait, I, are you saying Friday? Friday. 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 Okay, cool. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you're starting to speak Scottish. I was like, Freitas Road? Starting to understand what you're saying. (laughs) Soon you'll be saying we. (laughs) So we picked on Friday. And um, Kieran had said he couldn't couldn't do it because he just didn't have the the tank space. And he was going to pick on Monday. 
and unfortunately the fires came through on Sunday Sunday night and he got evacuated from the vineyard on Monday and so I was actually the last winery to pick it and so it was I didn't go back in 18 because Chris Bolan at the time was the vineyard manager and um, he told me uh, that the the fire got really really close to the vineyard it singed the vineyard a little bit but not too bad but it melted all of the irrigation so he had to end up, they wow. ended up replacing a lot of the irrigation through 18. And I got back into Vivio in 19. That's when I got back into it. But yeah, it was a, it was a sad, tough, tough area. And I just miss Karen. I was back in Philly, for, or I was in Pennsylvania for the Little League World Series. And I flew into Philadelphia. World but Series, is that football or is that hockey? What's that? <laughs> That's these kids, they, they throw a little ball around. Oh, okay. Yeah. A little white ball. <laughs> With a bat. <laughs> it's like Chris, but it makes sense. Right. <laughs> and it only lasts, well, now two and a half hours. I think that's only how smoke some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kieran happened to be out here while I was there, so I didn't oh, get a chance bad. to get, didn't get a chance to see him, but yeah. yeah. I hooked him up with some barrels. Oh, for? For one of his projects. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Okay. He, He's a good man. Well, yeah, we talked about him trying to <laughs> stop by, but I think when he's out here, he's well, pressed. Steve, period. don't go anywhere, because I'm going to give uh, Dave Hayes a call here real quick, and I want him to, cause, okay, okay. because the uh, uh, the stories just fit so well, and he's waiting for us to call. So we'll That was a nice segue, John. Thank you very much. That's we have a radio game. Well, right, that's why you and I <laughs> aren't in charge. <laughs> I almost said, and we'll be right back on KSVY Pirate <laughs> Radio. <laughs> hey, Dave. Hey, what's going on? Oh, Dave. man. Mr. Hayes, David Hayes, how are you, buddy? Doing well. Enjoying the weather back here in the Midwest. St. Louis, well, what's going here, on with it? You got snow yet Thank this you. year, man? No, man, Anywhere. just sunshine and 70 degrees. 60 degrees, maybe. I don't know. Nicer nice. than it is here. Well, we were just <laughs> talking about you because we've got Steve Law here, and he was uh, just uh, remembering that 2017 pickup with uh, um, his his grapes at uh, Vivio. Bennett Valley. Yep. Vivio? Vivio Vineyard, yeah. And uh, we we were talking about the fire and, and all the damage, and, but you got to us through Kieran, right? Yeah, Karen Robinson. Yeah, I had been out there uh, the summer in July of seventeen and visited with Kieran uh, at the white at his little place out there when it was still there, and uh, just followed him, you know. And I he posted on something he was going to be on this podcast, and so I tuned in, and that was the first one. Was uh, the I was actually looked back to see what it was called. It was like uh, back to back to reality or back to normal or something like that. So post post fire with Kieran. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So then I went back and listened to the rest of them from the beginning and haven't missed one since. So. Well, we appre- what I like about you, Dave, is you know you you just show up at some events in Sonoma, and and usually like you know, and we, we love them all, but guests, customers, friends, email you ahead of time, you know, like when I turned around and saw you at April Phil's Day. And I, maybe I knew that you were coming, and I forgot. I don't know. Um, but I, you know, you're uh, sort of that silent supporter, and we totally appreciate uh, all you've all you've done to spread it and listen over the last uh, 300 or so. Yeah, man. I tell you, uh, that was an event. Now, I that was that was one of the highlights of my wine uh, journey. I think um, 
top it off with the fact that, you know, I, I met with, uh, I did a tasting with rosemary cake bread the day before. All right, um, yeah. And then uh, there was actually, we had tornadoes in the St. Louis area that night. She actually came up to me at the event and said, hey, is everything okay at home? Was like, what a sweet person uh, to, to remember where I was from and, and come and check on me. And, um, we were all good, so it was fine. But And then uh, uh, while I was there, Bart inter- introduced me to, uh, um, oh, man, I draw a total blank, uh, Loxton, Loxton Sellers. Oh, Chris Loxton. Chris Loxton, yeah. yeah, and I showed up uh, signed like, like that night. I'm at home, or I'm at the hotel, and I'm looking at the uh, website. And he's like, "Hey, I do a vineyard walk every Sunday morning. Uh, sign up and come." So I went and hung out with him in the vineyards the next morning. And uh, cool. It was just a great weekend. I mean, you know, you're by yourself. You got nothing better to do, but so <laughs> go hang out in vineyards and drink wine with people. So yeah, we still got to get uh, Chris Loxton on. He's just he's a guy that's always you know. I think he's kind of a one man show himself and always going yeah. well he's just walking yeah, about in his vineyards right right exactly <laughs> well his vineyards and, and, are extensive yeah. yeah and we were and and actually steve we were out there i met i was at your place in 2022 yep. um we came came and visited so yes uh, another another find from the winemakers podcast early early winemakers podcast yeah and that Grenache that Rosemary made from Rossi Ranch it's, is one of the prettiest yeah, you know, Grenaches that I've had out of that vineyard. It's, yeah, that's just a gorgeous I'm, wine. I'm so lucky. That is the only Rossi Ranch. I run a, a wine program at a restaurant here in Edwardsville, Illinois, and, and uh, that's the only Rossi Ranch fruit I think I can get as of right now in this part of the state. So it's Ugh. got a permanent spot on my wine list. So nice. That's the 1818 right. Chop House, we right? Need, or 16, 16, 18, 18. What? 1818. 18, 18. There you go. Yep. How much has your wine list changed since you've taken over? <laughs> That's a funny conversation. The uh, the owner actually commented on that. Uh, Megan just and, and I think you guys at 16600 met Megan a couple. Uh, she was out there yeah, earlier this year. The summer, She's right? awesome. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she was like, uh, Dave, I, I walk into the wine cellar and I don't know anything, and that. that in some ways it bothers me, but in some ways it's a relief because I don't have to remember everything anymore. So, uh, yeah, I've probably changed out 80% of the list. Since I've wow. <laughs> Good for you. How many, yeah. how many, we, uh, guests or podcast guests are represented in the, on the pages of that, uh, of that wine list? <laughs> as many as I can. Let's see. I've got, uh, I, I do have, well, Rosemary, but she's not been on the podcast, but, um, uh, she's a Rossi ranch. So I did kind of, I kind of tagged that in. So. Well, you have um, you've got I'm, Dane sixteen six hundred Bedrock. We're not no, 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 no we're not we're not distributed, we're not distributed in, in, in those. Oh, right. yeah. No, and, no. I, and I don't even like. So Bedrock goes through a distributor up in Chicago called Cream, right. and they don't not the not the bad mouth in, but they don't distribute south of Springfield, and I'm an hour or so south of Springfield, so I can't even get their stuff. Uh, so sounds like time but, for a road trip. I think so, yeah, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> I think a road trip. <laughs> I mean, Come like smoking by. the bandits, like we load up a yes. truck full of our wines oh, and yeah. deliver it. Yeah. The, the black way to go. But, but Stephen, your honor, we John's sure driving the Trans Am. <laughs> Trans Am, that was it. Yeah. Can we leave on a Friday? <laughs> I don't know what. Uh, we're getting our route down. What? <laughs> so, Dave, what's yeah, your? Uh, I, go ahead. I do have Jeff Cohen. Jeff Cohen is on my list. Um, I do have some Charles Smith stuff on the list. He's been on there before. So, yeah, yeah there's a few people. 
We haven't even started on this Jeff Cohn magnum that we have Smoke in front of mirrors. us. Smoke and mirrors. We wow, got the, I wondered about the that. The thirteen. Uh, Ooh. Wonder where that, oh wow. Wonder how we got that. I have I have I the know. eighteen on by the glass right now at the restaurant. So cool. Yeah. So what's what's uh, what's the surprising hot seller at uh, the eighteen eighteen chop house right now, Dave? Oh man, um, I'm always trying to pull something weird out of the hat. Uh, we ran through some uh, Beaumarchais. Uh, Club Peppy Vineyard, you know, nice. this weekend. Um, cool. But uh, the Smoke and Mirrors has actually been, it, it's been a slow burn to kind of pick up some pace, but we're actually moving through slow some of burn, that Slow burn, get it? So, yeah, <laughs> see, I didn't even try that. But, yeah, that's, uh, that worked out. So. But, yeah, always cool. weird stuff. And then uh, uh, anything but Camus. So. Anything but Camus. ABC. <laughs> Hey, what can you say? Yeah. Well, you know, Dave, uh, I'm really happy that you were one of the early adapters. You turned uh, uh, Roger Randall onto the show, which is really great. You guys met at a dinner, well, right? Yeah, actually, we were both listeners at that point in time. And uh, I think, I don't know, we may have been the only two in St. Louis. It was uh, fall of maybe 18, I think. And we were at a wine dinner uh, at the Chase Park Plaza in St. Louis. And... Uh, it was called the Zen Masters Dinner, and it was uh, Joel Peterson, uh, Morgan Twain Peterson, who, and they had, that was like the week that they got announced, they were what, number two or whatever on the Spectator Top 100. Um, wow. Mike Officer was, Mike Officer was there, and um, Jake Bilbro was there. And it, Limerick. Yeah, there were like 25, six people at this dinner. I don't know, maybe 40 people, 20 tables or something like that. It was not a, not a big event. And they all spent 10 minutes at your table. And then the server, we were talking to the person who was serving us, and they're like, um, oh, you guys are from Illinois. This other table, they're from Illinois, too. And, and it was Roger and Christy sitting there next, right at the very next table over <laughs> from my wife and I. And we didn't know each other, had never, you know, talked or anything. Mountaincabernet at gmail.com had not been even announced on the web, on the podcast yet, so. I didn't know who he was. He didn't know who I was, but yeah. Um, so right here, just miles away from each other. Smiles away. Smiles away. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Dave, thanks for all your support for the podcast and um, for everything. We really yes, appreciate sir. it, and it's been great meeting you. And and you need uh, to get out here again. Yeah, we'll see you soon. See you soon. Hopefully. Yeah, coming uh, next March. I'll be out in March. Yep. So. Perfect. Excellent. Planning man. that trip for you, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right, brother. Thanks so much, and and really truly appreciated you guys being a friends, friends and listeners. So, thank you so much. Take care, guys. Cheers. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you very thank you. much. <laughs> All right, and Dave Hayes from St. Louis, uh, Sommelier, and uh, well, I don't know if if he does anything else other than the wine I, program. I, I think he's a wine guy. Eighteen eighteen chop house in St. Louis. All right. Sam, please introduce our next guest. We got uh, and Isabel uh, Gossier in, in the I, green you know, room, and Steve we're all here is hanging out. Hoping Artie's going to drop some knowledge. The, the abridged version of the gospel of right. Artie Johnson. Right. <laughs> and, and a little bit of wine. <laughs> <And a> little <laughs> Welcome, How's Artie. Going? How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad I'm going before Isabel, not after. <laughs> right. We'll close it out with Isabel. Nobody's going to want to <laughs> follow. <laughs> What's uh, what's going on? Or what do you what did you bring? First of all, wow. Well, you know, first of all, gentlemen, happy three hundredth episode. That's a thank you. That's a lot of work, and that's a lot of dedication. And you all have really. 
provided an amazing platform for uh, winemakers like myself who are creative, who are making these like really amazing handmade wines. And we got to get these out to the people and it's harder to do than you realize. So platforms like this are priceless. So thank you very much, all thank of you. you. Thanks brought, for making the wines that we get to talk about. It's my pleasure. You know, it's um, I brought today uh, some decathlon. So that's my other label, not second label. Other label means it's just as important as Artichassic. But decathlon gives me some kind of single vineyard creativity. And this is 100% Syrah. It's predominantly from the high vineyard. Uh, so it really represents uh, the Carneros region, which is so beautiful for uh, for Syrah. So please, please enjoy that. I got that other bottle you brought over in the freezer, so we'll give that a couple minutes. Yeah, I brought a little bubbles, man. You know, you gotta, you have to take the time to appreciate where you are in life and where you've come from. So champagne always does that for me. Uh, you all know I'm a I'm a Rhone guy, I'm a Grenache and Syrah guy, but I drink a decent amount of champagne as well, and I think we have to stop and celebrate. So I brought that for you all to celebrate Sweet. what you've accomplished. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm dying to know what that bottle is, but I can be patient. <laughs> Probably not. It needs a little bit more chill on yeah. it. Mm. I, I mean, you know, Artie, I, I want to thank you for being on the show a couple of times now. And um, I always find that after you've been on the show, I, I get very kind of in my brain about thinking about some of the things that you say. And um, already today you've dropped a little bit, and I, I just want to thank you for that. Um, you have to slow down, and you have to appreciate things, and you have to slow down and think about what you're doing. And um, So cheers to you. Thank you. That's, it's my pleasure. You know, the, the wine business is tough because there's not a lot of instant gratification, you know. And, uh, Wait, is there any? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I sneak over there to find out what that bottle of champagne in the freezer is. <laughs> you know, you got to wait. You know, you, you make these wines and you put them in a bottle and then you say, oh, wow, you know, it's three years old. And then you're like, oh, wow, it's seven years old. And then you go to a party and everyone's got wines that are 20 years old, you know. <laughs> And you're like, wait a minute, I haven't made any of those yet. So I think it's a, it's a business where you have to really love the process um, and not the end result. Uh, because let's face it, our kids will be enjoying the end results, right? They'll be drinking the wines that we made that are 25, 30, 40 years old. Um, so just to come here today and see all of you uh, in the midst of the post-harvest craziness that I've had is, is really, really cool. So thank you. Are you pressed off? No, no. <laughs> I, knew, I knew the answer to that. <laughs> when, you know, when it comes to Syrah, I'm kind of a hoarder, right? Like I have a, <laughs> I go from Mendocino to Santa Barbara, so I have some lots. Yeah, from Walla Walla to Santa Barbara. I do. Yeah, I don't want to confuse everybody, but I do. <laughs> I do make a, a rocks a rocks district uh, Syrah. Uh, 22 will be the first vintage, but uh, my southern stuff is still ticking away. Uh, Slide Hill and Edna Valley, uh, Zotovich down in Santa Barbara. And when did you actually bring that in? I brought uh, those in on November 8th. Right. Uh, so it was kind of, and traditionally some of those lots come in in November. Yeah. So it wasn't like uh, that long of a difference between um, this year and previous years. It was, it, it was the late stuff. Wasn't much later than it usually is. 
It's that all the early stuff was way later than it usually is. Yes. So it all came in at the same time, right? I mean, that was that was our experience. Anyway. Tell us a little bit more about the Rocks district that you're working on. You know, I I was fortunate to get into the Rocks um, by a friend of mine named Dave Wanick, uh, Walla Walla Land Company, and uh, they're investing in vineyards up there, and they really believe in it. And um, I think everybody just really wants to kind of contribute to what Christoph has done. You know, Christoph really, um, with all his projects, um, you know, Cayuse and Horsepower and No oh. Girls and all that, he really, I feel like, kind of put the region on the map. So now a lot of people want to come and support that. And uh, there's two vineyards. Uh, one is called Stone Valley. The other one is called uh, River Rock. And I uh, harvest those and I blend them together uh, to make the Rocks District uh, Syrah. And, you know, my style is like very elegant. Like I love structure. Um, and so I just kind of wanted to bring like my take on that really special uh, terroir. So the first release will be um, next summer. It'll be the 2022. Um, you know, just try to be gentle as possible. A lot of large format barrels. Uh, never racked, uh, try to keep the sulfurs low, just really like express that really, really special terroir. Yeah, we, we've talked about this before, Artie, but the, there is something about the Rocks District when it comes to Syrah that, unlo- you know, is so terroir specific and to that region and so interesting. And um, I'm excited to see your take on it for sure. Thank you. Yeah. You know, there's a famous uh, French winemaker here that I would love to have her try my Syrah. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, we we all Isabelle Gossier. We all need validation. You know, I'm no different. (laughs) Well, you know, the Rocks District has been getting so much good press, and they're making beautiful wines. Yes, you know, it's. the thing that I think is very interesting about the rocks is, you know, it's the only AVA in the United States that's drawn up around one single soil series. So if you just stop right there and think about that, that's extremely special. And uh, there's a lot of amazing winemakers up there too. You know, I'm just, I'm just there to try to contribute um, and, and kind of give my take on it. And uh, I think it's an undiscovered uh, area to the populace, you know? Um, But but uh, there's, a, there's a lot to accomplish up there, and I'm happy to contribute. Well, they're going to have a little coming out party in April because Hospice to Rhone is rolling into town. And <clears throat> I think they just had Grenache Fest, so they got yeah. a little taste of what's, what's, what's about what's to come. Their way. A little taste. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm lined up to be up there, and my wife is going to come with me as well. And uh, my sister Have you Daniela. rented your house yet? Um, yes. Well, I didn't do it, but a, a good friend of mine did. Um, I, I spoke about Dave Wannick and he's gonna, he, he's got some accommodations for several of us up there because he really wants to promote the region. He's heavily invested in the region. So we want to go up there and support him and, and, and bring, the, bring our beautiful wines and talk it up. I mean, I think one of the great things that we've done in Napa and Sonoma is we understand how to promote the region. You know, and people take that for granted. I think what you're seeing right now is, you know, all the boys down in Paso Robles, I think they've learned a thing or two from Napa and Sonoma. And they're really, really promoting that region. And I think what's next is the rocks. And you got to get it's about excitement. Uh, We have to get people excited uh, about the wines. I mean, we don't sell inexpensive wines, you know, none of us. So how do we get that client to 
to be excited about about spending good money on what we do. And I think that's what's next for that region. Totally. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about Walla Walla. I'm going to figure out how to go to Walla Walla and Tulsa at the same time. Yeah, I don't time. know how you're working I'm that gonna, out. I'm going to clone myself between now and April 17th. Yeah. It's called send your brother to Tulsa. <laughs> or Victor. <laughs> send Victor to Tulsa. Victor, yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have a few months to, yeah. you know, get him, get him on board. and Totally. Like Sam-isms. I don't even think he's going to take that long. <laughs> no, he's got no. it. He, he's he's, he's got most it. of the way there. Right. <laughs> Artie, this wine is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. You know, yeah. this, is, this is mostly Hyde Vineyard. Chris Hyde, a uh, very good friend of mine, Larry Hyde, a uh, mentor of mine. Um, you know, I work with amazing growers, and I just try to be very attentive in the winery, and I try to, to be as gentle and elegant as possible. And I think it's the boring stuff that makes wines great. You know, you have to, you have to pick at the right time. Um, crop loads are important. You can't be greedy. And then you have to get a a wine in bottle that has a lot of energy. Um, that's kind of how I give um, my clients value because you can let the wine sit in the cellar for a decent amount of time. Um, you don't have to worry about the wine falling apart. Everybody that knows me knows I love structure. <laughs> I don't run from structure, even though people try to call me the Napa guy. I live over there and, and I'm married into a, a Cabernet Sauvignon family. I love structure. Um, and as long as you kind of approach the tannins in a very, you know, positive way, we don't want harsh tannin or green tannin. Mm -hmm. But, you know, tannin that's alive it makes me excited because yeah. the, the wines are good with food. And as you all know, I kind of grew up in the industry working as a wine director. So I drank the, the wines of the world for many, many years. And it's just about place and texture and structure and you know, long finish and beautiful aromatics. So hopefully in, in all the wines, I'm check, 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 that. check, check. Yeah. And Artie, how do you recommend people get a hold of your wines? Cause, <laughs> cause I try and tell people and it's, it's like, it's almost like a where's Waldo type situation. Like <laughs> if you have to ask, you know, yeah. <laughs> now I think the first, uh, first thing is, um, you know, my social media handle is wine X, Y, Z. So W I N E. XYZ. That's my Instagram. And that's like text message for me. So a lot of clients reach out and, you know, request the wines through there. Um, you know, it's pretty much a direct consumer project. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we love to, to find new clients that enjoy and appreciate the wine and most of our business referrals. I think that's something I'm very proud of because if you, you know, it's, it's kind of easy to sell someone wine the first time. Uh, but reorders mean they actually like the wine. Because yep. right. people will buy wine from you for a bunch of different reasons, right? right. Um, but I really want them to buy it because they enjoy it and it brings some type of value to their life and they can share it with their friends. And also, like, there's some uniqueness to the wine. I'm big on that. I think we have far too much wine in the market that tastes the same. You know, yeah. you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And thank you so very, very much. It's a pleasure. I just want to be followed by this amazing winemaker here. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna handle. And that the... that Cabernet family you married into, I love the Sangiovese, the Stagliano. Yeah. Hey, cheers to Papa. Yeah. Shout out to the Stagliano Sangiovese, yeah. gentlemen. Uh, 300 episodes, a lot of work. Um, everybody, like you know, 
they look at things and they say, oh, that must be so fun and that must be so easy. But I know that you all are true professionals and everybody at some point wanted a podcast or tried a podcast, but 300 means that you, you actually made it. So please continue in any way that I can contribute. Please let me know. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Thank you, man. Love you Appreciate guys. Appreciate it. Always. Oh, oh well, how much fun can you have on a, well, it's a Wednesday, isn't it? I think every, every day is a every day is a Friday. I mean, the best thing about doing this podcast all these years is getting having an excuse to open up bottles at ten thirty. I looked at it. Well, that's Beautiful what I used to thing. tell my wife. Right? I don't know what you tell your wife. I'm like, I don't, I don't have a fantasy football league. I'm yep. not on a softball team. Right. I'm not going to Hooters with my friend Steve, who hangs drywall uh, on Friday night. Right? This is. Right, this you is, go with him on Tuesday night. Don't, no. <laughs> This is this is our thing, right? right? Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. And, in, and 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 I I see it keep going along without a doubt because there's no shortage of people to have on to talk to. Right. And so uh, Levy, because I know Levy's listening, we're coming after your number, dude. Okay. <laughs> well, simmer down there, Bart. <laughs> in continuing with oh, our maybe I should have been using this big Barty. cup. Isabel Gassier, welcome, and so nice to have you back in the states and back in Sonoma. Isabel's in town. Thanks for having the me. The girl, she's back in to town. Um, <laughs> oh, I told Isabel the other day. I said we talk about you so much in the in the tasting room. We just wish you were here more often. But uh, I mean, we get it. You're. It's hard to be on both continents at the same yeah, time. You're bicontinent. I don't even know if that's a term, but <laughs> I think so. Like Multi-continent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was the year? Everything in France. How did wine? they do before you got here? Isabel? Let's get right down to it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still coughing up a little bit. Um, it was. Uh, it was an interesting growing season, to say the least. It started off with like the absolute driest winter we'd ever seen, hmm. um, which meant when bud break hit, we were a little bit nervous about how we were going to grow grapes. Um, and then and then it just started raining and it didn't stop raining. So it was a very tricky uh, growing season where we had to do a lot of sprays because we're organic so everything's contact so we have to get in at the right time um so we did lose a little bit of crop to mildew luckily it was minimal um and then the summer stayed kind of kind of like here a little bit cool it was definitely not yeah we didn't get any heat spikes like we did in 2022 and so uh pretty early vintage and the wines are yeah we were done harvesting i think October 4th. So you weren't late like we were here? Not at all. Wow. It was still, I, I wouldn't call it a cool season. It was just a wet season. Well, it was a little bit tropical. <laughs> and, and you said you wow. didn't have any heat spikes, um, but I, I keep hearing how hot France is. So we have like a really interesting micro microclimate because we are at the, like, so we're in the Southern Rhone Valley, the Costel de Nîmes AVA. Not AVA because it's not American Appalachian. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and there we're right where the Rhone meets the Mediterranean. And so whenever it gets really hot, the hot air rises and cool air gets pulled in from the Mediterranean. So when it's kind of like here, when it gets really, really hot inland, you get more fog. Well, when it gets really hot for us um, in like more, further east 
or further uh, north in the in the sorry in the Rhone Valley, then we actually get a little bit more of a breeze. And so we don't mm. we're in a very hot region, but that doesn't get the heat spikes and the heat like the the crazy heat that maybe Chateau Neuf might get. And do you guys have restrictions at all on irrigation? We do have restrictions on irrigation. Um, we need basically they the appellation will authorize um, when you can start using irrigation, and it tells you when to stop use irrigation. When it comes to quantity, I mean, grapes are like one of with olive trees, the crop out there that requires the least water and everybody's out here trying to make the best possible wine so i feel like everybody's use of water is pretty conservative um and is not trying to just create like i don't know big berries and unripe grapes yeah. the idea is just to come and help the plant transpire when it's really hot so that you don't lose crop and so that you don't get these like stress tannins on your wines no, I was just wondering, because you said earlier in the season when it was really dry that you guys were kind of freaking out a little bit, but then you got a bunch of rain. So I was like, oh, maybe they're not letting you actually do... You can't irrigate that early in the season, no. Huh. Yeah. So you kind of just have to... Cross your fingers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. So that's what we did for a while, and then rain came, and then we got more rain that we would have uh, needed, but we always need more rain. Right. Can't complain. And then do, are you keeping tabs on what's going on here? Like, is Sam calling you and saying like, hey, everything's getting pushed back a little bit. We're going to be really compacted. I, I don't wake is he up, saying like, I don't wake up early enough to call Isabel. It's she Phil. talks to Phil at like <laughs> five in the morning local time right. when she's getting ready to go to bed. And is Phil like, <laughs> or when even are you earlier, coming? Sometimes he calls me. It's like 4 p.m. my time, which is like right. probably or even earlier. Yeah. Like he calls me probably first thing in the morning when it's too early for him to call other people. He, yeah, exactly. He knows. <laughs> no, he calls every, you know, it's probably, sorry, James, we don't rate in Phil's call list. It's, it's Isabel, Miguel, and Jesse. And, the, and Max. And Max. Max the, gets and really Max, Max basically wakes up at the same time. Uh, <laughs> we're sleeping. In. He knows, he knows that he can't, he has to wait till like six to call. Uh, <laughs> do you answer? Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, is, so is he calling you, like, going, hey, when when do you think you guys are going to be done? Are you coming out here? We're, we're, uh, yeah, he's, he definitely, yeah. like, tells me when I buy my tickets after consulting with Phil, obviously. He always tries to get me here earlier. Of course. <laughs> and I'm like, Phil, you haven't even picked the, picked the grapes yet. You know, so. it's ironic, though, because uh, he's always telling the winemakers to wait. Right, right. So Wait until Isabel gets get the here. Right. <laughs> I think he'd let, he'd have it that I'd stay probably a full month, which would be really cool. But also, that'd be a month of living with my parents. Which I mean, I, I, it might have been hard for you. It's really easy for me. <laughs> I was kind of wondering that too. It would. It's going lovely. forward, really going <laughs> she forward. Shows up, she gets a BMW and 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 that's on a different time and, zone than her father. Really and art in food, and I don't like. I just I'm not home for dinner every night. <laughs> just, no, it's there's, lovely. And there's a great espresso machine. How long that's the thing and I a beautiful view and, a and like oh, and wonderful view. company. I love your parents. Yeah. So and there's no more rooster there. in the chicken coop. How long are you staying this time? Um, it'll be a two and a half weeks total. And I'm leaving in like a little under a week. Yeah. 
But sniff, sniff. She's, you know, I don't know if you saw the my Instagram post over the weekend. She's dancing through the aisles of Magnolia. So there's not much I like it. left for her to do here. She's fixed all her problems and she'll <laughs> fly back to France just in time. Did she for fix French all your problems? All my problems? Yeah. No, just the wine problems. Okay. <laughs> just the wine problems. Happy to help. How do you like the fruit uh, from here this year? I love the vintage so far. Yeah. I, I think it's. Uh, it's phenomenal. There's a there's a lot of everything going on. I can definitely tell it was a, a cooler vintage. I feel like um, at least compared to back home, Sonoma and Napa, there's like such a crazy diurnal shift and such a long growing season that there's always like a huge potential for tannin, anthocyanins, and aromatics. And then it's just a matter of like how hot does it get? And if you get these massive heat spikes, then it might kind of burn off a little bit of the tannin and you get maybe more like wines that are a little more supple um or ready a little bit sooner this is a year with beautiful structure to me like i feel like there's a lot of everything because there was no heat to cook through anything so the purity of fruit is like i've never seen it before it's the wines are are so bright um, that's the, saying a lot. Yeah, really I think is. it's a beautiful vintage. I think the so far the tannins are very present, but there's like this silkiness to them. Um, that's yeah, very inviting, very enticing. I you know it's so early because red wines in great vintages can still have the potential of like completely closing up in the winter and and kind of hiding hiding their aromatics, bringing, you can get like really square tannins and have these wines close up for like five years or so. So I don't know if that's going to happen or not. It's way too early to tell. But so far, I feel like, you know, there's very vibrant acidity as well. So for me, it's a matter of making sure that we're filling out the wines so that we're integrating acidity and integrating the structure and tannins. And I think that if we do that right, then... It's going to be a vintage for the books. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. From what I mean, the limited sample of grapes I deal with. Rossi Grenache, basically. (laughs) Oakville Grenache. No, but this is like, yeah, it's limited varietals for sure. So just Syrah. Speaking of Rossi Grenache, Grenache, how is the Oakville Grenache this year? It's, it's, I mean. The Oakville Grenache is the one. I think it's so far. I think it's a tier. I don't think we've ever had it. There's a hipster one that Brian is gonna like. Oh, this is good. Brian's gonna sell it all before we even bottle it. I think. Oh, this is good news. Yeah. I mean, the way we do, like, the way we make these wines is we try to really, really focus on getting as much of the site and the fruit out early on. So all of our extraction happens extremely early on and the goal is to get all of the aromatic complexity that that we can. Um and then we kind of let it be <laughs> and infuse, which is what we're the stage at which we're at right now. My so brother. I don't have much work to do except taste and wait. Um <laughs> can can we go back to something I don't know if we talked about when I stepped away. You got your home estate certified regenerative this year. Uh, First of all, mad congratulations. Thank you. Uh, We're we're going to just talk about that process and, and, um, you know, what you're doing and what you're seeing in the vineyard from it. Um, It's definitely a process. So the idea is 
I guess regenerative farming requires kind of a paradigm shift with how you approach things, even from traditional organics, I would say, because definitely the way Phil does organics is beyond, and I see Phil's farming as regenerative personally, especially when you see how much activity and health there is um, in his soils. So after farming with Phil... (laughs) After farming with Phil for five years and after meeting other winemakers that and or grape farmers that are just growing tremendous grapes, I'm thinking of also like Jason Jardine at Hansel was a huge inspiration as well. Um, it's kind of this idea that there's... Oh, you're just lamenting that we didn't, you know, all the people that we should have called for this <laughs> marathon episode we're recording right now. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't believe there's... I, I, I can't imagine farming differently. And that is to say like focusing on plant resilience and soil resilience um, and soil health more like it first and foremost. And we have Mr. Phil Katuri. Hello? Is my dad on the line? Hi, Phil. Hello? Hello, Phil. Hello, John. Uh, you You are on our 300th episode. Welcome. Well, I want to wish you guys a 300-year anniversary. Oh, thank you. Isabel's with us right now, too. Hey, Phil. Hi, Isabel. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Are, are you finally learning how to make wine from these 300-year-old people? Finally. <laughs> I really need it. You know, Phil, this is feeling like a stage timing that you happen to call when Isabel's on. I don't know. What do you think, Artie? Yeah, Artie agrees. Artie, Artie's there, Artie's there too. We got Artie yeah. here. We Blair got Guthrie. Uh, Blair Guthrie, Emily Rasmussen, uh, who's been Chris Cottrell was here, is going to come back. Uh, Tanner was here. Steve Law. Steve Law. Casey Graybell. Casey Graybell. Saunders Sondra Bernstein. Oh, boy. <laughs> boy, everybody, everybody, everybody How long is this episode going to be? <laughs> Three hours. hours. <laughs> so, and you guys haven't had anything to drink yet, have you? No, nope. no, no. Sp- just coffee. <laughs> we we actually okay, just good. opened uh, a 2018 Audio Rose, uh, and it's killer. Yeah. Well, good. It's good as you drink rose at, at, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> we started recording at 11.30, though, so... <laughs> Well, you know, I, I I would say that I'm amazed, but all of you together are pretty much a bunch of blowhards, so you know how to talk a lot. So you did a good job for 300 years. It's funny, Chris uh, Cottrell kind of said the same thing, but slightly differently. He was nice about it. Well, he probably said it more elegantly than, than I yeah. did. No, but, I just feel like I got hugged and then slapped. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. To, well, and now you know. <laughs> My childhood. Congratulations on doing such a good, such a good job, and maybe I'll make it there before you're off the air. I think we probably, so. you probably will. Yeah, thank you, Phil. You, you drive okay, fast. Okay, so congratulations, and, and keep up the good work, as well. Make sure they keep they tell them all the good secrets. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Phil. Hey, Thanks, Phil. Phil. Hey, Phil. Thanks, think man. about it. you have all these winemakers, and they're all taking notes when Isabel's talking. I don't know what that's about. Well, then they have to learn how to read their notes. <laughs> Perfect. And, well, and decipher what it says. <laughs> well, hopefully you're going to show I, I, up, I, Phil. Yeah, well, maybe I will. Maybe I will, but congratulations. Anyway. Well, we got you. Thank you. And thanks so much thanks. for all of your help over these last six years. Yeah, and Phil. thanks for letting us have the tasting room yeah. whenever we need it. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> 
Well, you know, I, I like to stop by just to add you know, that, that diesel motor sound as, as you, <laughs> as you pull in. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Perfect. <laughs> right. All right. Brought to you by Enterprise right. Vineyards. <laughs> yeah. Our first sponsor, yeah, Enterprise here, Vineyards. Here Perfect. Our only Can I send you an invoice? Uh, <laughs> a, a big your one? first and only sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. I think it's more like an AA sponsor. See you in 300 years. You got <laughs> it. Take care. <laughs> the one and only Phil Katori. That was great. Perfect timing, Isabel. Great. That's why I took it. So right. he, he was calling from a, a mystery phone for me. Well, know, yeah, he's not, uh, not he's, he's phone, on the road so, today. Yeah. Um, but perfect. We're, we were in the middle of talking about Isabel's farming, but I, don't, I think we're totally derailed. <laughs> I, yeah, we'll go back. It's a, it's a great object. I'm, subject. So I guess if we want to get technical on that, what what is in store for our farming is um, reducing uh, like cultivation. Uh, there's already a few blocks where I'm able to go 100% crimped and no-till, which has been really interesting. Um, we're also... So kind of back home is extremely different from here, right? Where basically the land has been farmed for over 2,000 years and there's just crops after crops after crops. So it's diversified, but um, it's just a lot of flat land with no trees. And so um, I'm really working on breaking up our blocks into smaller, uh, just smaller units, having hedgerows and planting, you know, insectaries and just starting to kind of rebuild agroecosystems wherever uh, is possible. And the cool part is back home land is not as expensive, as pricey as it is maybe here or as it is in Burgundy or in Bordeaux or in Champagne. And so we have this like insane luxury of being able to quote unquote sacrifice land and give it back uh, to nature. And so we're, you know, we have about 25% of our land is like fallow and is planted, is seeded to insectary flat fallow or is meant for grazing. And we work with local shepherds to offer the land up. Um, so we're just really focused on enhancing organic soil carbon and like soil organic carbon, um, reducing our use of water and pesticides. Uh, increasing biodiversity wherever we can. Uh, and and so that, for me, is a project of a lifetime. I mean, I, I, it's not like, it's not five right. years of me You're certified things. and then you're, you go on. No. The certification is you're certified based on your engagements uh, and results. Right. So it's just you have to kind of prove along the way what you're, that not only you're implementing regenerative practices, but that they're showing results. I mean, it's so much could be said about just farming in general, right? Whether it's the world or America, but the idea of giving up land to better the ground, you know, and if you think about these huge farms in the Midwest where it's just rows of rows of whatever it is, corn or soybean, um, the idea of planting hedgerows or planting trees, which helps cool the land, which means you can, you can use less water, all these things, but we have to, it has to be a change in mindset with mm -hmm. farmers. And it has to start with things like this. So there's so. there's that, but it won't like for when it comes to like water use. I'm definitely this is like definitely me being taught by Phil, I guess. But um, we're it, it's not we're not just gonna succeed by planting trees that are gonna mitigate uh, climate 
or weather kind of locally. I think um, it's really important that we lower plant density, that we use like drought tolerant rootstock and high vigor rootstock. And so the idea is basically have less vines uh, per acre and just have bigger, healthier vines per acre that are not competing with with one another, which is kind of a risk in the sense that historically that's what was done, but people had problem with like rot and crops being, you know, and, and being overly cropped. Um, but I kind of have this idea that rot was more of a problem of wetter years and a climate that right. was definitely very different from now. And now that we're seeing more of an arid climate, I, I definitely believe in it. I, yeah, was very inspired by farming here. Uh, and I'm coming back with all those ideas. Well, I appreciate, um, you sort of being this bridge between what we're learning about how to make Grenache and, and these varietals and, and what you've learned here and, and brought back. And, um, you know, when you start projects like Adutet, um, that's the idea and the goal. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I love that you're the personification of it and, <laughs> and making it real and getting, and getting, you know, the certification on, on your family's, um, you know, farm is, it's a huge thing and, and, um, you deserve med congratulations again. Oh, anyway. Thank you. <laughs> so very much appreciated. It's always so lovely to have you on the show. It's always so lovely to be invited. Well, thank you. Congratulations on 300, 300 episodes. I always try yeah. to stay up to date, but there are so many. Uh, they're in the library. <laughs> yeah, there are. I, I've only listened to like a half a dozen, so don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> so thank you. Oh my God. There's so, like a, there's, and I'm, there, I'm giving up my seat. Yeah, I'm going to. All right. Yeah, missed, uh, I, I, we're going to get, we're going to get Blair to come on in and Jeff and Bunchu. And, uh, we, ha and we have Kevin Burns yeah. waiting on okay. the line. So Bun Bunchu's, I think on a time limit because I'm he's sneaking always out. Hold on. Something. Let me get out. And he's, <sighs> and he's <laughs> has a few words to say. Hi Blair. Oh, right here. Pass that on. Yeah. <laughs> there really is like a gallery we forming are, here. We though. are. Uh, this is uh, because very of our fluid. wonderful planning. Coming and going. You know, Jeff, I got to say something. Yeah. Um, 22 years ago on the second of this month, Joan and I got married on the back deck of your place. We didn't illegally. They, they told us just don't say anything. And here's a nice bottle of wine for you guys. But we had four guests and a, and a minister to, to tie the knot. And it was the most beautiful thing ever. So, Thank you, and you were the very first wine club I ever joined. Way that, back. Way, that's awfully way nice. Hi, guys. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm parachuting in here because some bird gave me an hour or two notice that it was your 300th episode. That's so much more planning than we've ever done. <laughs> so right. I'm coming with a prepared statement. Wow. And a lot of time to hang out and talk okay. about it. It's funny that, that the two people that came with prepared statements, like... <laughs> But we, there's a surprise in store for you, Bart. Oh, God. Okay. I'm just looking here at this uh, table of bottles. I wish I could hang out. But uh, this, is a, this is to you, to the winemakers on the occasion of their great 300th episode of this podcast. I have it on good authority that way back when that the ambition didn't extend much beyond opening a good bottle and sharing it with your friends over some cackling conversations and maybe a little bit of gossip. 
I'm pretty certain that getting to 30, let alone 300, was not something you would have ever imagined. Well, here we are, and aren't we all the better for it? I can't tell you how much I've learned, laughed, and especially been inspired by the conversations you've had over these last few years. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and my, quote, onboarding process is sort of to listen to one or two episodes, see if I like the style, and then watch for guests that I'm interested in. With you, it was a little more interesting because I knew you. Uh, and, uh, but over the months I, and years, I would check and see bigger and bigger names, and I'd be drawn in because of those names. Not only did it make me stoked for you guys, my homies, and very impressed, but like I said, it gave me a chance to learn from some of the biggest luminaries in our industry. Not only about their businesses, which is interesting, but most especially about their personal stories. Wine may be the liquid, but it's the people who are the connective tissue in our beautiful industry, and you've given us access to so many. So back to my podcast process. I mean, Valhalla happens, when, which is very rare, and that's when you stop just scrolling through shows looking for names you know, and you get to the show that you know you have to listen to because whoever's on there is somebody you need to know. And that's what's happened with you guys after all this time. I'm extremely grateful. Somebody my vintage doesn't get to know that stuff naturally, so you're teaching me <laughs> every day. Uh, and I think there's many of us that feel that way. In keeping with the true scenario, I heard about it recently. Like I said, I didn't have time to bake a cake, put on a costume, <laughs> or even bring a bottle of wine, so I have to toast you with your own wine or someone else's. <laughs> uh, get him a glass. Uh, get him a glass without it. You know, but what my toast is to the, to the true, and I really do mean this, the true impact on the collective knowledge that you guys are providing to a great industry. We always say you never know unless you go, and you guys went. And by that, I mean you started, and look where we are today. I love you guys. Cheers. Cheers, man. Seriously. What a pleasure. Cheers. Thanks, Sam. Thank you, guys. Yep. I'm speaking for a lot of people. Well, it's Thank much you. appreciated. Thank you very much. You know, I... Um, Such a luminary to have here. Y yeah, and you know what? And, and Jeff is a, a dear friend. You can't leave quite yet. Jeff is a dear friend. And I think about the show that you've been on, where you came and you told the story post-fire. We were talking about the fire a little bit earlier. And what you shared with everybody was very special. Um, knowing what you guys went through um, was amazing. Sharing that was special. You are a great um, sounding, voice, sounding box. Appreciate it. So keep listening. Come back on the show sometime. Love you guys. Keep it going. Wow. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks. Oh, what a special. That was a real surprise guest, man. That's great. Well, welcome to the 300th uh, episode of The Winemakers. I'm John Myers with Sam Katori, Bart Hansen, Brian Casey, and just uh, so many other people. I can't even believe it today. It's been amazing. We hadn't planned. We, we really want to call... Uh, um, Let's go, Kevin. Uh, oh, Kevin. Kevin. Let's go, Kevin. Kevin. Right now. Come, come in. We'll talk to Blair yeah. while we're cooking. Oh, absolutely. So, Kevin. Blair Guthrie. G'day, mate. How's it going? Good. Put these on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you should. So, um, welcome. Uh, since the last time you were on, you're a new vineyard owner here in Sonoma Valley. So, we always want to shout out the Sonoma Valley stuff. Congratulations on... Thank you. Like arguably one of the most important vineyards in in the valley. Um, and, uh, I know you're still Oops. in it, Oops. right? Yeah. You still have uh, grapes still got, and taint. I still got about ten or fifteen tanks to press off, so we're still in it. Um, great year though. Excited, uh, I mean, right? I'm, it is. I'm effing tired. <laughs> right. But, uh, amazing year. Yeah. Montecio was amazing. Great year for Montecio. 
um, at the vineyard. So, but every I I keep saying to everybody I talk to, I was like, we didn't make a bad wine this year. Everything from my natty natty stuff from Lodi for Guthrie all the way through to my high end Napa Cab for Stuart. We didn't have a bad wine. Rossi Ranch looks phenomenal. I mean, super. We just pressed it a couple of days ago. Sweet. Um, looks amazing. Can't wait to try them. Oh, I'm super happy. It's like co-ferment. So we did the Grenache Ramo Vidro co-ferment. Looks awesome. That sounds good. What's your What's your approximate ratio? It's about. I wasn't there that day that you got picked out, so I didn't. Uh, it's I didn't, like sixty percent Grenache, uh, and the rest is split. More we'll here. I, I can pull it up. I got this fancy software now. It's great. And that'll and that'll be on. This will be for Stuart Sellers. For Stuart Sellers. Yeah. So we do a Rossi Ranch GSM for Stuart Sellers. So what's your software you're playing with? Innovent. It's just wine wine making software. So I can pull up. Use the Spark. No, I use a, a book that I write in. <laughs> Mike, uh, you know what? I my yeah. record keeping I learned from Mike Lee and. I write it in a book, and if the book ever gets lost, I'm in TTB. And done, you're done, huh? The, the, it's, uh, and no, it's I've, amazing. I've now converted it to the computer, um, but I do write everything in my book. Yeah. So. You're still going to have the pad in your back pocket. Yeah. Yeah. We're at 52% Grenache, 33% Syrah, and 15 more Vedra. Cool. Yeah, so, and we did the Syrah whole cluster, so we foot stomped the Syrah in bins. We de-stem a little bit of the Grenache in the bottom of the tank, then we pour the Syrah on, and then we de-stem the rest of the Grenache and more Vedra on top. Cool. So, yeah. But it looks, I mean, it's it's motor oil this year, you know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it looks awesome. So we're we're excited. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know we've we've been talking about this with all the other winemakers. Basically, you know, two thirds of your uh, everything came in in about a three week. Yeah, like everybody else. Yeah, and how many? Every tank full, and then a bunch every, of T-bins. Every tank was full. I mean, that was again. I mean, it was the last couple of years. I feel like I've been like this, right? It's kind of. There's the logistics of getting your fruit picked, and then log- I'm at custom crush facilities. Right. So then there's the logistics of getting it across the crush line, getting it in the tank. I mean, we, there was definitely a couple of lots this year where we de-stammed them into bins, put them in the cold room overnight, and went into a tank the following day because there's just no tank. Yeah. Um, but and then also being told when you have to be out of a tank is yeah. Can that be a problem? Yeah. I'm lucky. You know, I'm such a nice guy, Bart. Right. They, yeah. they give me a little leeway. <laughs> do, do they ever slam you like that and say, "Yeah, have to be out tomorrow"? You know, they do. I'm lucky that I make so many different lots and so much wine that I can kind of prioritize. So if there's you know, everything's important, but I definitely have lots that are not as important as others. I'll be like, look, let me, we can press this one off, but you got to give me an extra 10 days on this tank or something like that. Yeah, so, cool. And and most, to be honest, I'm cab heavy. Stuart Sellers is obviously the vast majority of what I do, and it's cab heavy. So, you know, I'm still in those tanks. It's day 35, and I'm in tanks still. So, Where's your awesome. cab come from? That's awesome. Uh, we're all over the place, but predominantly Napa Valley. Um, and then now that we have Montecillo Vineyard on Moon Mountain, yeah. we're pulling cab from Montecillo. So and that'll be excellent. a Stuart Sellers. Yeah, awesome. that'll be for Stuart. Yeah. So we'll put in. So at Montecillo, we have the the what, you know the heritage block that was planted in the early '60s. That'll go to our, what we call our Nomad series, which is our Stuart Nomad. Mm-hmm. And then we we pulled some other cab from the lower blocks that were planted later on. They'll go in just the Stuart Sellers Moon Mountain cab or Montecillo cab. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
to you. It's a little loud out there. Um, Can I know we're well, we're gathering a crowd. Yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, Everyone's here. Everybody, the people who were on well, the show and, earlier haven't left. And people Kevin Bur- yeah. Kevin Burns uh, is on a business call and doesn't. No, he's got to he's, he, he's got to make money so he can keep buying our wine. Absolutely, so, that's the idea. So Kevin, isn't it? thanks for not <laughs> thanks for not answering. We appreciate it. <laughs> well, we've got everybody coming up, so you know it's lots of fun. Oh, but awesome. I mean, 300 episodes, guys. Oh, well, thank you, Blair. It's no joke, right? Thanks, Blair. It's totally no joke. appreciate it. What, thank you. Can yeah. I, what car did you drive here today? Uh, a Ford F-250. What's uh, that? Yeah. Come on. What, what's wrong with that? Well, you, no, you know, the, oh, you, you want the El Camino. I wanted the El Camino. Uh, right. I didn't, I didn't bring, because I, Bart texted me and was like, hey, man, are you coming by? What year? So I'm like, I'm like hustling out of the winery. I'm in my truck. Right. Otherwise, I would have bought the El Camino. Okay. We, we would have done some burnouts. All right, perfect. For the 300. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, the, the greatest, the, you shared it on the podcast. Like, where did you get the El Camino? And you told me that you like, you won it in a raffle. Yeah. $100. $100. Put it in $100 bucks for a Camino. Raffle. I mean, it, every time I see you driving around. I'm raffle, actually I'm like, doing a, a raffle you right now. More yeah, I'm entered one right now for a, uh, a, a, a 1960s chopper. <laughs> Original paint. A raffle, 100 bucks. I just paid, paid, just what you it. need, too. Yeah. Yeah. And what <laughs> year is the El Camino? 71. Nice. Yeah. So I just, I, you know, Classic. I hang out with a lot of uh, nefarious people that like to fix up old cars and old motorcycles. Oh, so, that's perfect. Yeah, and tattoo people's skin. So that's all okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good blend, right? Between so wine, and wine and yeah, so it's a high low. It's a high low pairing. High low. Where's Chris Cottrell? It's a high low pairing. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. I think he's in. He's he, coming he, back. He he had, had, hey, no, he brought tacos. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's why there's well, we got pizza. Oh, the noisy out there. We got pizza. We got tacos. Where, where's the pizza? The pizza's here. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I, they said someone has to go pick it up. Oh, yeah, I thought somebody was I thought I should have on my way. It's all right. We live in Sonoma. It's like a mile away, I'm sure. No, that's, it's, it's at the Red Grape. It's a I block just, away. Four blocks away. Oh, Christ. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh my Has God. anyone ever had we know, Are these Cheetos? You know, we know exactly Takis. where you went, Chris. Oh, my God. <laughs> have you ever had a Taki? Of course. I have a 16-year-old. Only, yeah. with, only with Burgundy. <laughs> I, I, I want with Burgundy. <laughs> Where's the Dujac? We got purple Takis. <laughs> I I um I just wanted to welcome Robin Sebastiani to the microphone for a little bit. Um, Robin is the new executive director for the Sonoma Valley Vintners and Growers. Um, Hi, Robin. And, um, welcome and congratulations. You uh, can put them on or you can't. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And anyway, we wanted to just welcome you uh, officially. In the past, we've had um, uh, the heads of um, the Cinema Valley Vintners and Growers a couple times. One of them didn't last very long. Um, Did she last until the show came out? I can't even remember. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, we have a feeling that Robin's going to be around for a while. I and hope so. We're just coming off of the... Uh, uh, Vintage Festival, which was a, a huge blast. success and a blast. Yeah. And we can't wait for... And it even year. rained. Right? It, was like, it, it even... Was like, it was like a great cinema. <laughs> I know, right? And then the, the skies opened up, and then the wine was poured. Yeah. yeah. So it was, awesome. it was perfect. And so. I got two words. Tractor Parade. 
I'm so stoked. Are you? Yeah, we're gonna. I, I think we're gonna try and figure out how to get one of the, the Monarch out there. We are welcome right. to mm. all vehicles. It does yep. not need to be a tractor, so uh, don't. And be an El Camino. It could be an El Camino. It could our chopper if you win the chopper. I yeah. mean, maybe we need to have a raffle. Put the sixteen six hundred crew in the back of the El Camino, and we can drive that. Here we go. Can we, go. we like put Phil in the back of the El Camino? We got tie-dye t-shirts and all. Okay, let's do it. So <laughs> the uh, uh, suggestion is that you definitely use like 10 strands of lights. Okay. Mm. Get that thing lit up um, and uh, come out for some fun. That The tractor parade starts at 6 p.m. And then a sip That's and shop. December Saturday, 2nd. December 2nd at 6 p.m. So. And a sip and shop. So um, they're encouraging wineries are going to be uh, in retail stores, mm -hmm. uh, pouring tastes. Cool. Yeah. Um, this is a big uh, party. It is, I yeah. know. So it's great. Yeah. And get it, a cup and yeah, and you know the local the uh, the parade from the vintage festival kind of went away with all the other events going on, and I think it's more appropriate for a holiday uh, tractor parade anyway, and keeping up with the Joneses of those other places. Right. So. And now I'm, I'm I'm excited. Sonoma style. I it's Sonoma style. I think it'll become our uh, end of harvest celebration, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Just, Just drive the tractors around. Cool. What are you driving? You know, I think someone has to run the whole thing. So I have a <laughs> oh, feeling. you got to be in the. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to drive. Position. You got to be in the final uh, float. Right. At everybody. right? Oh, do we need a Santa? I don't know. I, I'm not volunteering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I right. Did, I did Santa back box. in Chicago for like. 15 years so did for, you just for kids. Volunteer? <laughs> I was like, careful, John. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the suit anymore. Okay, so I just have to find Does it fit? Does it still fit? Okay. It's I can gone. do hard I things. Yeah, back. yeah. Right. I love I, it. I yeah. did buy the good. She's pretty resourceful, player. John. Yeah. Be careful I mean, what you. I, yeah. velvet. I, Real I, mean, velvet. I had the really good beard and the nice suit. And, yeah. You know the black boots and yeah. all that. No polyester. Yeah. I was tractor parade totally grand marshal John Santa Claus Myers. Oh my gosh, we needed one. We didn't even realize we did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so this It'll be year. perfect. It'll be a fun Saturday evening on the Plaza. For and you. when is this? Saturday, December 2nd. So Sip and Shop starts at 3 p.m. Uh, you can sign up and get a cup and come walk around and visit all the vintners and then finish with the tractor parade at 6 p.m. You know, it's interesting. I wanted to say something um, about your area over by Sebastiani. Mm. You built all those beautiful uh, mid-century modern homes for the workers, right? Up and down 4th yeah, Street. Yeah, the cottages, yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when we first decided to move here and came out and rented, yours was the first place on the corner, the brown uh Cottage. Oh yeah, the brick cottage. Yeah, that's the first place we rented. We were there for six months during uh, the winter. I mean, I got out of Chicago winters, and that's where yeah, we, were, that's where we went, and loved it, and lived right across from from the winery, and yeah. it was wonderful. I think what it's a now nice neighborhood cottage. too, man. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. darling little street. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for coming. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah, hang out, you guys. Hang out. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let someone else get in here, but I just want to say. Hey guys, awesome job. 300 episodes is no joke. Right. I always say to everyone who uh, can have some sort of success in the wine industry, like you should pat yourself on the back because nothing in the wine industry is easy. Selling wine, making wine, growing a vineyard, doing a podcast, doesn't matter what. It's freaking hard. So good job. Thank you. Pat yourself, pat yourself on the back because no, we don't do it often enough. Right. Well, I mean, so, it's you're you're an example of why we do it because there's all these producers that are small and they got stories to tell yeah. and they got there knowledge was, to drop. In fact, I can't remember uh, one of the uh, responses to my questions were 
people who make Cabernet as their day job who make cool varietals on the <laughs> side. So I think Blair definitely fits the, fits that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah. Good job. Cool. Awesome guys. Cheers. Thank you, Blair Guthrie. Much appreciated. Robin Sebastiani, congratulations. And Emily's still here? You know Emily, what? Is Emily still here? Hang on one second. I'm going to take. Uh, go I'm gonna push You're... the break, and we'll be right yeah. back. Oh, okay. It's the Mark Marin, uh, the old school What the Fuck podcast, where he would just, you'd like walk into his house, yeah. and you'd be recording all And we are back. And we're back. And there's a party going on in the other room, because... Right. I gotta say, in true winemakers podcast style. All the people who've been here, none of them have left. Yes, the uh, I just came off of uh, five hours of continuing ed for my qualified applicator's license. So, uh, you know, uh, normally don't get a glass of champagne after that. So, quite nice. There we go. Uh, uh, a little quieter now. All right. Wait. So, oh, Brian, join us. You have the we had lunch, everybody. That's the idea. Oh yeah, all of, all of Sunbreak and all of Bedrock Vineyard operations off, operates off of my QAL, so I don't have that. We're kind of hosed. <laughs> Send Casey for that. Uh, Jake has his PCA, okay. but it's all a function of who's, your QAL. Yeah, they well, prefer should, that my license be the one on uh, Agrian and AgCode. I really need to actually <laughs> introduce you. If something goes wrong, it's your fault. Exactly. <laughs> Even so. though everybody who listens probably yeah, knows who, you. Who of is course, this? it's Morgan Twain Peterson. Oh, and what has everybody. he ever done? Pardon. <laughs> tolerated Sam Kateri in fourth Wait, grade. Since, <laughs> so, since fourth grade, is that how long ago? Yeah. <laughs> so long ago, I can't even count. I guess it was, uh, first grade. Yeah. It was at, uh, what was that place? It's Sonoma. Uh, uh, vintage, vintage Country vintage Day Country School. Vintage Day School. Yeah. At the community center. One of the uh, early iterations of Montessori in Sonoma. Yeah. Early iterations of our school. Hippie parents started a school, so let's exactly. see what happens. So. And qualified educators, all of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, welcome. Thank you. And thank Great. you. Congratulations to you guys. Uh, Happy 300. Very much appreciated. I think this is, uh, you know, my third time on, so, you know, I can say that I'm now like, what, 1%? You're the 1%. 1%. <laughs> 1%. Uh-oh. Well, the last time I saw you it was actually probably out at the Rhone Room tasting. Uh, you weren't here when he did when he, they came back. The last time I was here was on the back porch. Right. Yeah, um, but I was. You were out. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, really? Yeah, the last right. time over at the Rhone was room. his first. The first time we oh, went, right, like, right, right. Which was nothing yeah. more. Yeah. Or something that like was that. nothing more than organized chaos because we were all laughing at our own jokes. I've never, I've never done. What this. is this now? <laughs> well, that's <laughs> <never>. <laughs> Well, as your business partner said, I mean, he made it very, very clear exactly what this is now. So, but right. you'll this have is, to hear that. This is a great place to promo the Bedrock Conversations, <laughs> I think is what Chris said. That's uh, on brand. So. Well, you know, uh, Morgan, your podcasts are pretty much the opposite of ours. <laughs> Buttoned up, stead, yes. you know. Yeah. Well, and... and Dry. Coherent. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Nobody Focus. interrupts each other. Uh, Sober. I feel like there's a, a place for both. There's like, what, like five wine podcasts total in the world, it feels like. So. And we're top five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I feel, I feel like there's still many places, uh, many spaces we can all inhabit, but... Uh, well, you know, we started out, and it was... Well, our original tagline was was demystifying wine yeah. every Friday. And we do that, but we've developed 
another brand that really comes off of Sam. <laughs> and, and of course, Bart and Brian, you know, it's such a great combination. Demystifying I mean, wine through mystifying personalities. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> we never wanted to be a uh, wine spectator. It was not, yeah. it was not a... Oh, notes of fresh pencil shavings. I'm 99 points on that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And even if we wanted to, we could not have been. (laughs) Right. Well, we've had so many interesting guests over the last six years. It's amazing. No, I mean, I think what's so cool about this, um, and obviously, you know, our podcast is a bit more like we just have fewer guests and everything else. And Chris does tons of research for them. But like uh, what research, that, that's a different that, that thing, yeah, right? a, yeah. But you know what? But what that precludes, though, is the fact that you guys have had so many interesting personalities on, including a lot of people that are like really up and coming. Like there's been a lot of people that have been on that, you know, literally like nobody has ever heard of. And this is like their first, you know, spot where they can cut like one of the first venues that they can kind of get out so and broadcast. To, to work yeah, exactly. So, um, but I mean, you know, like even like early on, like Jennifer Reichart, I mean, like there's just like been a lot of people that have been on, which I think is really great. I mean, it's, it gives a, an additional platform and a really like friendly setting for people. Like it's not hard to feel comfortable with all of you guys. So, you know, and that in and of itself is a really important thing. I mean, I remember the first time I did, like when I went and did like Levy Dalton, like that must have been I, terrifying. I'm like not super <laughs> intimidated when it comes to talking about wine. And I just walked into his little apartment in the Upper East Side, took my shoes off and was like, I am a little freaked out right now. The Winemakers Podcast is less scary than Levy Dalton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was less, I mean, and, I, and like I was very happy with how it went, but like that was like, you know, that's not a not intimidating form to like yeah. uh, respond to. So, Well, what I great. love about your show is the vast amount of history and knowledge that is shared. Um, and then when you go deep on farming, Oh, like, yeah. I know sometimes Chris always has some sarcastic comment about that <laughs> when it starts to happen. Yeah. But, I mean, for someone that is very much learning about farming, I truly uh, do enjoy that. And especially when you were with another grower, obviously. Yeah. No, I feel I feel like, you know, it's hard to cover up the fact that that's really what we're very passionate about. And, like, it's been really cool that we've had people like... Jason Jardine on, and as you guys have had as well. But Two just totally like, different shows. Totally, yeah. exactly. But like really going like deep into you know regen farming and all the on the new way stuff like that. So um, very happy when we can when we can do it. Um, so yeah, no, it's it, Pat, it's fun Pat to talk Wurz. about. Pat right. was it, great. Pat's first yeah, name? yeah. Um, um, that was a, that was an awesome show. Just like the history there, and well, and just and like truly the voice, the face, the mustache that exemplifies <laughs> uh, Sienega Valley, and this yeah. this little window of almost like it, it. Like I feel like Sienega Valley sometimes feels like um, you know those situations like anthropologically where they like discover um, a group of people or a culture that. N- nobody knew existed to the rest of the world. And it's like the first time like Western eyes have like set, like have looked at something. Like I feel like sometimes with Pat, like that's how we feel about Sienega Valley. We're like, whoa, this is here. <laughs> Tell us about the cab pfeffer. <laughs> what, 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 what is still, going on? I still don't believe in cab pfeffer. <laughs> so, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sullen. I saw it on Instagram, <laughs> so it must be a yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's the only, only place I've ever seen it. <laughs> Uh, so one of the things, much of our success, if you can call it that, uh, can be back to what I call bedrock you, all the different, you know, 
cool projects that you've sort of incubated mm. in your winery with with the you know cool people that you've, you've hired and worked with over the years. Yeah. Um, so I totally appreciate that. What's next? Who's doing something in there that you can you can tease a little bit that hasn't hit the world yet? I know Casey's making a wine. What's uh, what's exciting you about the? She hasn't uh, been on yet. Has she? she has not been on yet. Well, that was going to be what I teased. Okay. But, uh, that I'm actually really excited about because you know obviously Cody has desire lines and Katie right. has. Cody, Cody's like he's the Cody's like a, Victorian of bedrock. Cody's like you. establishment yeah, at this yeah, point. Totally. Uh, Cody. So, <laughs> <laughs> desire lines. Katie has uh, bird horse. Uh, Jake obviously has the Solaris de Pacifica. The um, Sherry Project, uh, Reed Griggs just released. Sold out. Two hours uh, sold oh, out in tidings, um, which is oh like. Did really he make seven bottles? What is he doing? How did seven, he do that? Seven barrels, so close. <laughs> Maybe even less than that. I into the DM last night and was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I need some of that cab. I yeah. missed out on the offering. He got some of like the McDonald pixie dust on there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it just all, it all, it yeah. all went Did away. he respond, Brian? No. <laughs> no response. No, 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 no. Oh, you got a bottle? So he, he said... Uh, I definitely have some in the library that I'm willing to share. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like he, he is also, uh, yeah, still, I think, uh, adjusting to his new day job as yeah, the uh, maker at Stony Hill. So uh, I think that's all been a, uh, a transition for him. I mean, then we like Luke with Philomena. Right. That's really exciting. They just welcomed a little daughter into the world. Congrats so, you know, to always Luke nice to have uh, a, a girl on the, the bedrock uh, crew of little boys that is running around wreaking havoc right. on the world right now. So. Cal, Jacob, I mean, uh, Cal, Drew, and, and JP. Yeah, so yeah. thankfully we've got Althea, and then we also have in Reed's daughter, uh, okay. River. So okay. finally some balancing so is can, going on. So uh, balance out these harvest parties. Yeah, exactly. So, so um, is it true that you made your first wine at age four? Five. Five. Yes, okay. Yes, it is true. Well, then so, we found out something. Um, but for. what I was going to say, just also what I'm excited about with Casey's project is um, she uh, started making wine this year. She's the very first of all of those people that wants to make Zinfandel. Um, so it's like we, we like Chris and I like really take mentorship seriously, but at the same time we're like, what the fuck? They're so, like Sherry, really, Riesling, Jake? Riesling, <laughs> like floor-aged Palomino from Avanti. Oh, oh, oh we have, man, we have the oldest grapevines in the, on the planet, and you're you're making Sherry with them. What are you doing? I was, I was just saying that I'm very proud that we finally have an employee making Zinfandel for once, rather than like Verdello. <laughs> <laughs> so Cash god forbid food. so exactly What's else? Hey, phil, phil, phil showed up so we'll, we'll get we'll we've, we've been joined by uh the godfather the, the the well it's funny because my dad also calls himself a godfather so it's like yeah. at some point you hit like i think an, an age level and then everybody <laughs> you're just, just becomes you're old enough god, to be a godfather, godfather status <laughs> so. what's your father's last name <laughs> <laughs> Does it end in an iron? What's, what's Godfather in Swedish? Yeah. Um, oh, the Swedish Godfather. The Swedish Godfather. <laughs> Both great meatballs. <laughs> what's it called? The Swedish meatball. Are you talking about Phil and Joel are both great meatballs? <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> I did, actually, my, one of my favorite pictures I took this harvest, I think I sent it to you and Chris, was I was leaving Magnolia one day. Oh, I, and was I just honestly, I was trying to find the text for the timing of this, and <laughs> it's just the shot of the back of my dad in, like, shorts with, like, great... Sh shorts are generous. Yes, yeah. fair. So. <laughs> Pretty sure it was his boxers. 
He had just been doing some uh, piage, right? Yeah. And no, uh, I think he just dug out of the redwood tank. Oh, uh, is that what? <laughs> Which and, at seventy six, I give him credit for, but yeah. And it was one of those cold harvest days. Yeah. And he was, I think he had like found the beam of sun yeah. making its way through our warehouse corridors, you know? Yeah. You know, I did, um, I'm very proud of the fact that my dad is like, you know, in such good shape and like digs out his own tanks. But at the same time, it definitely makes for like an awkward early harvest conversation with the incoming interns to be like, at some point you will see Joel Peterson in boxers Digging out a tank, and he may or may not be shirtless. So. And no photos allowed. Right? Right. Yeah, exactly. And keep these off social right. media. And no, yeah, and no <laughs> eye contact. Yeah. Right. So, and direct complaints yeah. to Joel at onceinfutureones.com. Oh, uh, Cabernet at gmail.com. You know, it must have been interesting breaking away from Ravenswood and doing Bedrock by yourself. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I think you could say the same thing for Dad doing Once in Future yeah. as, as well. So what yeah. the hell ever happened to Ravenswood? It's sold. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so what is it doing now? I, I mean, mean, it's owned by Gallo. Is, I don't it, in know. The, I don't, is it in the market? Are they producing anything? Is it in the market? Not, no longer being used. At I don't think so. I mean, there there might be some machinations. I'm not quite sure what's going on with it because they bought it as part of that whole bit of that whole thing that was also caught up in but, antitrust. For right. That Ravenswood was a wine that you could go to a drugstore, a grocery store, anywhere. Yeah. And you could buy it and know the wine and know it was good. Yeah. And that was beautiful. Why do you buy something and destroy it? I mean, because people go and get MBAs, and it's all about <laughs> brands. That, that's how you eliminate. So. That's how you eliminate the competition. Yeah. yeah. So, well, it's also that. I mean, well, the Zinfandel market pot is limited, particularly in like yeah. that price point. So, I mean, like you, you know, get, the, get rid of it and makes it easier for. What yeah, they that could be some there. of it for sure. I mean, I definitely learned about how available it was by the time I was a senior in high school. I was at um, shout out Justin Sienna. Just shout out Justin Sienna. As at Uptown Theater when they were still playing like old movies before. Was uh, bought by Jam Sellers, right, and right, now it's right. just all um, music. Um, and we were watching uh, Clockwork Orange, and I was like on a date with my best friend, my girlfriend at the time, and like literally we're just like sitting in the back, and somebody, other people our age, just turns around and hands me a bottle of Ravenswood Vintners Blend, and I'm like, <laughs> so this is where the brand and is now. Is, <laughs> so and, this, and Bedrock's Bedrock Wine Co was born yeah, at least but, intellectually that no, day. I mean, in some ways though, like as sort of painful and hard as it was for the Ravenswood um, sale to happen. I mean, my dad was the only person on the board to vote against that sale. He later publicly traded on NASDAQ at the time, though. Um, uh, and he stayed with the company for 17 years after it. Um, in some ways, though, it actually like created a situation where I wasn't having to think about coming back into an established winery with 50 employees and being like the young kid coming up with my ideas and having to navigate those waters. In fact, I'm not sure if I would have come back to that. You know, I would have maybe done something else. So you'd have some seven ways, books and you'd be teaching at Columbia. Pretty much. Right. Probably miserable. Living in a tiny apartment. <laughs> yep. Right? Sometimes getting Levy Dalton's scraps left over from his shows. Drinking Ravenswood yeah, from exactly. 7-Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? No. So no, but, I mean, like it just, you know, that in and of itself is a bit of a, you know, we were able to kind of re reform a project um, and recreate a project in a way that sort of was much more a mirror of myself and Chris than having to like n navigate a, a family owned business like, in some ways. Do, yeah. Do you, th do you think looking back at it um, that they would, they would have sold at this point in time, you know, that, that when when Ravenswood 
was bought out by Constellation. Yeah. And he died, stayed there for 17 years. Yeah. It was, there was still part of the, it was still Ravenswood. There was still, there was still the, the quarry was going on, all the same employees. Yeah. And then it came into that era of consolidation. Mm-hmm. Got a little consolidation, lack of a better term, buying out the competition. Yeah, Who knows sure. what the what the, what the the master plan is? Yeah. And I think that you know there's a dream in making a winery. Look at what Ridge did. Yeah. You know who who, who when 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 Ridge sold that everybody was in a shock. Right. But they never changed. Right. But when Ravenswood sold, they, they blew it up, blew it up. Yep. But then it was sold again. Yeah. And so, what was the vision? You know, who knows? Who knows what the vision would have been at this point in time? It's yeah. very true. I mean, and I think that's the biggest difference between a publicly traded company acquiring something and a privately traded company Come acquiring yeah. some. I mean, the moment you're publicly traded, you're looking at quarterly earnings and all and everything else. Well, as privately traded company, and it's the reason why Gallo and KJ and other privately traded companies are just eating everybody's lunch right now, yeah. is that you know they can actually forecast 10, 15, 20 years out. They're like, oh, the economy is such that we should probably be like you know, land values are undervalued right now. Let's snatch those up because those are going to be like useful 10, 15 mm-hmm. years down the line or else we're going to have assets. That's just not the way that you're thinking if you're like in a publicly traded company. Could you imagine running a even a big winery on like a quarterly basis? I think it about that all the time with, you know, so. like fintech people moving up and trying to buy a winery and, yeah. and you know, be live that life. Like, you can't do this business on a quarterly basis. No. Well, right? what would it have been like? This, this harvest well, the, 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 the two quarters. quarters. <laughs> the, the, the quarters are a lot different. There's no such thing as a quarter. Yeah, the quarters. But if you think about decades. it, when when with with uh, uh, Dick Graff and the Shalom Group, yeah, you know they they're, they were one of the first wineries to go public. Yeah. And and, and you know you, you see how it sort of fell apart 10, 15 years after that. Yeah. But it was, you know, all of a sudden it was a dream. You had all the the idea was to have all these really good wineries under this corporate veil, right. and have them be autonomous, have them have their own brand and their and their own and just be marketed. Right. But then it became, it just became a market. Right. Exactly. And I mean, I think that there. I was talking. So Willamette Valley Vineyards is publicly traded, and I was talking to somebody who works there this week when I was in St. Louis. And they're like, you know, the one thing is, is like the one benefit is that you have all these stockholders that are now ambassadors for the winery. And so they're like going out. But of course, that can get like way over the top when you've got like somebody that owns like five shares of stock going into a, you know, harassing a sommelier being like, why don't you have I'm the this owner. Wine? I'm an owner. And it's just sort of like, so it's like you also sort of don't have a lot of control over the, the narrative and everything else. So I also kind of wonder what would have happened to Ravenswood had Joel not stuck around. Like yeah. if he would have just said, "Great, I'm out of here." The number of times he put his body on the rails in front of some insane marketing idea um, at Constellation, and the, he also at some point just became like the only institutional memory that was left. Because at some point you work through so many employees, through so many marketing divisions, and people coming in, and different VPs, and everything else that people completely forget what was done just five years ago. And so Dad was literally just became the cranky dude in the room, just being like, "Yeah, you tried this, it didn't work," and like nobody else like could even well, remember at that point. Do you Seventeen years the worst. 
one of the worst situations that they suggested that he. I mean, the main thing down. was. Just, I mean, the worst thing that they did overall is just the constant devaluation of the brand, um, which of course meant that you know the one thing that Ravenswood really did is that you know Dad and Justin Fagioli and Reed, the people that were there, like they wrote really grower friendly contracts with like you know escalation price escalation and risers and them doing stuff like that, and then. And as a result, they had this incredibly devoted group of people that grew grapes for them. And the moment you go into like your shredding margin, you know, thinning it out as fast as you can, like you immediately erode all those relationships. And, you know, and then also you're like, you know, they own Franciscan, Constellation owned Franciscan as well. So like, oh man, Franciscan, they accidentally planted 10 acres of Zinfandel on like the heavy soils of Napa. Like it's crummy Zinfandel, but guess who's taking it now? It's going to be Ravenswood, you know? So it's just sort of like, there's always going to be like this dilution of the brand and a dilution of the quality that goes on. Um, so, I mean, there's just like, it, it's like, it's like a million micro cuts, right? Like there's just like a bunch of stuff that happens. And then all of a sudden you're kind of like, you realize, you don't even realize that you're kind of in quicksand, but you are. And then all of a sudden you look up and the brand is, you know, being sold for seven ninety nine at, you know, quick stop. <laughs> How did you choose the name Bedrock? It's <laughs> a really good question. Uh, as we all know, finding names for wines are hard. Witness addresses are being used. Yes. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure everybody knew how to get home. Right. Exactly. I, I wanted to make, make sure I knew where it was. Right, exactly. Um, <clears throat> no, it's a geological term, and we work with a lot of old vines. So typically, um, old vines' roots are going to go until they hit hard pan. Or, it had or nothing to do with Fred? Nothing to do with Fred. And it's funny or because Wilma? like that is... Um, I used to be so annoyed by that. <laughs> I, I, it's so I thought it was great. It's you know? so your generation. But at the same time, My generation. <laughs> but at the same time, like, it also is like something that allows people to remember. It's okay for my generation. It's the young money, we're going to make your bedrock song. that I'm, so I'm, not, I'm not sure if that's any better. But at the same time. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. But that's, but that's the main thing. So. Roots down to the bedrock. Let's, yeah. let's try and bring that one around. Yeah, exactly. So I, I do have to leave. All right. Three, 300 episodes. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you, yeah. And it took 300 episodes for us to get together. I know exactly. <laughs> Somehow we were just always passing, uh, you know, in the night. Yeah. So good to see everybody. Great seeing you, Phil. See pops. You done? Yep. Yeah. I've been done since I started. <laughs> <laughs> you want to call MJ? Let's call MJ. All right. Let's call All MJ right. and then uh, they put on headphones and the ground and you can listen to MJ. All right. He is waiting for us, hopefully. Yeah. Well, we're a little off schedule for a 300th episode. Winemakers. Oh, come on, MJ. Answer the phone. Of course. You're all done. He's, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he's got his own thing going on. It is New York. Hello. Hey, MJ. He's not in New York. Ciao, Bella. Ciao. Hi, MJ. Hello, what's going on? How you doing, brother? What are you eating for dinner there? Dinner time in New Jersey? Pretty close. Well, we just... He's in Italy. Oh, oh, that's right. No, you're in, like, I'm in Trento. You're in Italy. I'm in Trento. Wow. I'm in Trento, which is in Italy. Yes. Yeah. This is... uh, Well, I'm in Trento. One day you're interviewing Chris Cottrell for a podcast, and the next day you're in uh, Trento. It's a good life. Talking to him while talking to <laughs> Morgan know, Peterson why. sitting in Sonoma. <laughs> well, well they, they, hey, everybody, it's your boy MJ. That's how I fucking roll. Y'all know. <laughs> so what is for dinner? 
Okay, so what would we start off? We had like four amused bouche. Um, what was uh, I can't remember a lot of one, but I would say the main course was uh, well, the third course was a uh, veal cheek. Ooh. It was some crazy veal cheek with beet powder and oh my god! And we had a <clears throat> I'm at Ferrari. Ferrari Trento DLC. Mm-hmm. They also have a property down, so they have a property in Tuscany, and they also wherever they grow Sagrantino, Morgan would know because he's a master of wine. I don't know where wherever that's part. Yeah. You know, but uh, Italy um, was literally my kryptonite and- on the MW. So <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if they examined and Gargan- had a Garganega on it, I would have failed so hard. <laughs> so. <laughs> But uh, but this this veal cheek man, it like melted in your mouth, and and their Sangio is like for me, it's it, it's it's California Sangio. It's it, it, uh, they just it's a softer style. It's not acidic. It was beautiful wine. It was fruit forward, you know, but it had great structure. Um, and then just now we had like a uh, tobacco leaf smoked with like some type of mousse, and then some boozy, some bourbon flavored ice cream, and you know. It's a Michelin three-star restaurant. Someplace I couldn't go unless I had a podcast. So you know, life's good. And somebody else, and somebody else was paying, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I could go to a restaurant. Right. And they, they say you can't get in. Right. <laughs> Can we help you? <laughs> be like fucking Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Sorry, sir. We're not hiring right now. Like, I weep for the future. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So MJ, uh, are, are you doing, around the back? Are, are you doing a show over there? Are you I, I interviewed Lisa Parati Brown while I was over here. I, oh, I interviewed Lisa Parati Brown while I was here, and then I did I did do it throw together because next week's Thanksgiving, and I got I got a, I have I have a few in the can, but I figured I'll just throw this live from fucking uh, wine to wine out there so I can just enjoy next week and I have to edit anything. So you know, yeah, you know, well, you guys don't know how it goes because you got John. You have to see a rep and you just just talk shit, get drunk. <laughs> we don't even break, know how to, to even spell then, edit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're enjoying Holy shit, your vacation. 300 episodes. 300 episodes, man. You guys are G. You guys are real Gs, man. Real Gs, man. It, For real. It only, Respect. you know, what keeps it going is getting to connect to all these people. You know, the, the you obviously you couldn't see it, but um, the tasting house has been just like Grand Central Station for the last three hours. People coming and going, and people on I'm the sure. phone. And uh, <laughs> but it, it's all because of, of folks like you, people that you know we met through social media or through you know whatever. And and now we're friends and we're on each other's shows. And Morgan's here. Chris was here earlier. Uh, you know. Um, it's just it's been red. Yeah, yeah. Morgan, you're next. Chris is still you know, you know what I love? I've been following Morgan. I've been following Morgan since I got him on Instagram. He finally <laughs> fucking followed me once I put Chris on the podcast. <laughs> I finally married it. God damn, he noticed. Finally worthy. <laughs> <laughs> You, you know with social media, you know you feel that shit. You're like, why are you follow me back? <laughs> this is just shows exactly how clueless I am on social media. Um, also, the pod, pod that you did with Chris was amazing, though. Really, uh, you got you got the Thank best you. out of my boy, Thank which is uh, you know a wonderful thing to hear. I, I imagine there was probably uh, things you learned about him listening to that show because I, I, I like just listening to. I mean, I've talked to Chris. We've had him on the show. Um, you brought out you brought out stuff that I, you know I, I knew it was there, but I didn't know how it got there. So that was cool. That was, yeah. that was yeah. awesome. Fun one to Thanks, listen to. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. We also talked oh about my God. how f- fucking terrifying and sweaty it was in your podcast studio because I just sweat. <laughs> it was the lights. It was the New York like hustle. I was late. You know the whole thing. Yeah, like, it was Sam, like the hot Sam, seat. You were, you were late. 
<laughs> of course, I was late. <laughs> it was the hot seat. You got the hot seat. You know, I, I think our, our seats are cooler here in Sonoma. I think us Sonoma boys just naturally uh, run warm, and then you throw us into yeah. some humi- low-level humidity, and it's just yeah, it's just gross. You get me so. back to California in September. Well, you know, it's, a, it's, it's it's that coastal influence. You know, you know, I got that uh, Hudson River influence. It's not the same, man. There's not a big diurnal swift uh, shift coming through the Hudson River or that studio. Right. So, Definitely you know. And when you came in September. You know, the landlord might have turned. Landlord might have turned the air conditioning off. That's how it is in New York, man. <laughs> right, fair <You> enough. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> turned it off on Labor Day. <laughs> it's totally like summer's over. <laughs> well, when are you back, and when? What's your next show about? Who's Who's your guest? Um, when am I back? That's a good question. I don't know when I'm back. I got to get back there, but I have I have um the next. So I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna drop this one. This bonus episode, uh, Christoph, Christoph Baron, Christoph Baron, and oh. you must put stems in your wine and only be 12% alcohol. <laughs> it's kind of the gist of that conversation. So that so, one's, yeah, that that one's in the can? With Christoph, okay. That's already can. So Christoph will be two weeks. Yeah. All right. And then I did, and then your I was wine, out in Walla Walla for the first time. Your wine's going to be 12% alcohol and 4.4 PA. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That, that's you know, what'd you say? I don't about- make wine, but I think. <laughs> will you will you tell us a little yeah. about um, Grenache study? Yeah. So the the, the Grenache oh, yeah, fence yeah, is oh, sort yeah, of like yeah. evolving, and I, I I know about this because I listened to the podcast. Uh, but but uh, give yep. it a plug while we got you. I appreciate it. So so you go back way back to season two. Had a guest on Robert Dentis. Robert Dentis is like the most interesting man in the world, you know, like the largest collector of German wines in America, but he's friends with fucking mad lib and shit like that. You know, Egon who worked at, um, stone's throw, like, you know, and he's, and, but he's, but he's a Riesling freak. So he started a thing called Riesling study. Right. Right. And I'm thinking, so, and he's, and it's just, and really what it is, it's what we do. Right. So it's kind of like what we, we did April Phil's day. It's like, we're going to have, we're going to talk about wine, but we're going to, we're going to, have a party and make some music go around. You know what I mean? So we, so instead of, so reason I'm like, okay, we did Grenache Fest. It was amazing. We had Malcolmus from pavement, really good time, you know, 90 minute seminar. So I got the idea for Grenache study. So it's just, you know, next year it's going to be going around cities, different cities. We go to Grenache study. We, we, we get a restaurant that lets us BYOB. And why I love Grenache study is because I love Riesling, but listen, we got Grenache Blanc, we got Grenache Gris, and we got Grenache. And we got Karnaka, right? So you get a full run of wines, white, red, rose. And, and you know, BYOB. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then Banyuls, yeah. Right. right. And we're just going to drink some Grenache, share it with each other. And um, I think the idea is, is probably going to be to build up to the next um, Grenache Fest, which, you know, obviously you can only some, but like, you know, I want to go do in Sonoma. I, I met this cat um, out here in Trento. No, actually, it's in Verona, who um, makes a uh, CDP with Ann Charlotte, right? Um, which is kind of dope, right? And I'm like, I'm going to do one in Houston. He lives in Houston. I'll just do them in New York. We can do them all over. So I'm just getting people on the list. And, you know, if you want to have a Grenache study, you just reach out to me. And now, you know, we get out. I come out there and we, we, we find a restaurant and we just ball out, talk about the greatest grape in the world, which is Grenache, a.k.a. Grenache. And um, just really bring more fun and lightness to this thing. I'm sitting here looking at Morgan. He goes, yeah, it's a good variety, but it accumulates sugar too quickly. Yeah, exactly. 
You literally took the, you literally took the, the thought out of my mind. So. That's because I listened to your podcast. <laughs> no, I love Grenache. <laughs> but uh, have you noticed Chris deftly and then acted like it was an accident, brought the only 15% alcohol wine you've ever made to when his episode with MJ. No, I know, right. Chris, Chris, yeah, Grenache dominant. Grenache dominant. Yeah, he didn't even know. I was like, dude, this is fucking, is this right? You guys, it must be a typo. This shit's 15. Like, you guys are, you guys like, are oh, I, I didn't 14, know that. Five, uh, it was an know, accident. Like, <laughs> exactly. The problem is, probably it's that Cody <laughs> with his Midwestern values. Christoph, 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 I got to get the alcohol down. That's what I do. <laughs> no, it's, it's the, uh, the, Honesty of a Midwesterner, Cody Rasmussen, Not taking who, that 1% who, who, who wouldn't who wouldn't round <laughs> off on the labels when he submitted them. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, MJ, we can just we'll we'll tease it now. We don't have a date, but uh, look for Sonoma's Grenache Study yeah. sometime in 2024. Oh, cool, exciting. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, we haven't talked about it yet until can... now, but it's gonna, we'll, we'll get you here. We'll, that, that sounds well, like you're all, you're all busy. You're all busy fucking harvesting grapes and shit. I'm like fucking texting you. You don't text me back. No fucking love. Concerts. Like, what I do to Sam? <laughs> you know? You know, fucking going yeah. to dead shows. The problem was that Sam was forced to like there. actually attend picks more than one day in a row <laughs> yeah. this harvest. And it That's really actually threw true. him off. It really did. It, like, really, like, that, like, level, that level of work in early mornings, it's just like, <laughs> God, you know, it's tough. <laughs> It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's tough when you're Sam. I'm, I'm never talking to you in the parking lot again, Mark. <laughs> wow, we're right back to uh, childhood. We're right, right back yeah. on that playground behind. And MJ, behind what, t- what time is it where you are? Uh, it's 10.30, whatever time. It's, it's 10, I guess, 10, whatever. It's 10.30, 10.45, 10, 10.40, whatever. It's 11. Yeah. It's 11. So I'm, I'm o'clock, 10 hours okay. ahead of you guys? I yeah. think that's, that's Vincento yeah, o'clock. Yeah, it's Vincento o'clock for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right, man. It might be Vincento o'clock. Um, awesome. You know, um, yeah, awesome, guys. Well, hey, seriously, MJ, congratulations. Am I, I'm MJ, really can you hear me? Excited to, yeah. Yeah. Hey, can you just maybe tell us a little bit about how that review of the 19 muchas piedras came about and the blood of Cause, gods because i've had a lot i've had a lot of fun reading that review to people here in the case sonoma noof to pop yeah oh um okay so i probably came home for I, I, i'm gonna track it i don't remember exactly but I, I usually come home and have a cocktail right and i really been into yeah. original mai tais these days so i'll knock back a mai tai and i do like i do like a fucking hemorrhage mai tai so i don't do a jigger i do two ounces right two ounces and then you know um so i've had my mai tai then i probably had some white wine then i probably had you know a couple glasses of white wine then i probably cracked into that mu- that muchos machos pizzas and um you know, and then at some point i went outside and at one point i went outside and smoked the split because i can't smoke in the house you know, so I'd go smoke in the garage and I'm drinking the bottle of wine and it's just changing. And then, you know, fuck, it just, it, it's like this thing where I was telling somebody, oh, you know, I'm sorry, I just dropped with Andy Pay. Like when I, when I write the reviews of wines, I don't just taste them. That, that shit evolves over hours. So, you know, I'll start with some basic notes <clears throat> in my phone. And um, then like, then, then fucking the edible kicked in and then it was like moment after pop and you know it was like <laughs> mucho machos pedros I think I might have been watching uh, Nacho Libre I, I can't really tell it was a strange cocktail 
it's good to see we're, that you're on the same uh, same line. As honestly, Sam. though, I had such bad writer's block on the last release that I had to write. I really wish that I had uh, used some of these techniques. I think it well, really would have helped. I, I got you, Morgan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure you do. Well, MJ, have a great time over there. And uh, thanks so much for being on the show, taking time to this afternoon. Evening. Or this Thanks. evening. Yeah. Oh, anytime, man. You guys know you guys know I'm down with y'all, man. You know, I'm down with you guys. And I re and I just before you thank you, I'm before you, but you guys, you guys are, you know, for whatever it means, podcast famous, whatever modicum of success I have, you guys are a big part of that because I remember you're like the like the first podcast I was on when I hadn't even shown my I was just doing the bottles and shit and you guys were like Hey, let's have him on and help him launch this podcast. And you had me on in May, and I launched in September. So I'll never fucking forget that. Like you guys brought me on your podcast. I'm not a winemaker, just some dumbass guy from New Jersey who likes to drink wine, smoke weed, you know. And um, drink good yeah, wine. I really appreciate it. So thank <laughs> you for thank you for uh, yeah. And thank you for you know so thanks thank you guys for, for coming along with us on this journey. Yeah, you know, it's uh it's what makes it all yeah. worth it. That's right. And so I can't wait to see you guys. We got we got we got a Grenache coming. We got April Fool's Day Part Two coming up. So it's going to be a good year, 2024 for sure. Awesome. Thanks, MJ. All right, brother. Hey guys, congratulations! Thank you so much. Thank you, you so very we'll talk much. Talk to you soon. Man. Thank All you, right. MJ. MJ right. from where the hell was he in Italy? Trento in the Veneto. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, should we give uh, uh, Brett? Uh, George call close out with a well we're not quite closed so. did we mention Bart's uh, special announcement yet should we drop Bart's no go ahead Bart chin why, and blanc why, why do I have to drop I mean we've been teasing it for seven hours now <laughs> <Is that good? laughs> I, um, if you're not ready to talk about it Bart no I'll, I just, I'll say it for you <laughs> yeah go right ahead Sam I'd love for you to do that no Dane Sellers is opening the tasting room yes Actually, it's not a tasting room. It's a tasting tank. tank. Right. It's Even better. sellers at the tank. Yeah. Sweet. So yeah. the Redwood tank that um, sits out on Arnold Drive across from Jack London Village. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going to go in there. Oh, sick. Awesome. It was, yeah. That's such a great, that was a bookstore before. It was, a, it? it was the Jack London bookstore originally. Yeah. And then oh, it wow. was a massage therapy um, studio for That's a right. while. That's mm, right. Good uh, vibes in there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I, the, the, era, or, the aromas of patchouli are gone, I would say by now. It's back to. Uh, oh, we can change Redwood. that. Redwood. <laughs> pure, pure Redwood. Yeah. Uh, no, that's wonderful. I, I mean, that I feel like that Jack London Village area has long been under sort of like undersung in some ways. It's just so beautiful. And I mean, that Jack London Village uh, building was the original Chauvet winery. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's, um, it's really and, and steeped. And this tank was part of that. Exactly. It yeah. was so, brought across the street. So truly steeped in uh, Sonoma Valley history there. That's, that's very exciting. Yeah. So we're going to keep it simple. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. It's kind of filling in the missing link uh, to try to get, you know, make make the wine business make any sense. Right. Um, so the whole selling part of it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. So now people that listen to the show can come out and actually. So what we'll do? We'll, we're going to start off by room. by appointments. You know, maybe on weekends we'll be open. We're, it's still a couple months out, um, but the sign is going up here very shortly, and I'm starting to look to have someone make a sign. Um, and we're going to have full tasting experiences with me. It's just going to be me. Um, right. And uh, as long as I can stand to do that, <laughs> um, I have, you know, some good, great supporters that are helping me, going to help 
pr- promote it and we're going to get it out there and just give it a try. So, well, it's awesome. perfect. It's like, it's like down the street from your house. It's, it's literally down the street from where you worked at Benziger. Yep. It is. I mean, you're, it's, and you're across the street from Rob Shermeister, who's right. a friend of the pod as well. Um, I mean, it's and it's a cool little yeah for me space. It's, and it's not a it's not a you're not biting off more than you can chew. No, it's I not mean, this huge listen, tasting it's, space. It's, and it's not a not huge space. P- plaza rent. Um, I'm not playing plaza rent. That's exact. That's the yeah. only reason it's I happening. Say, did you see our 443 square feet of Hooker House and go like I can be smaller than that? <laughs> 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 you know what? It's like a 7,000 gallon tank. So it's I think it's 13 feet across. Yeah. <laughs> so who, who moved out? Uh, a, a grower down in Napa Caneros called uh, Brasini family. Oh yeah, and there's a Pinot producer, and so they're moving out. And um, Eric Ross, Eric oh, Ross yeah. is still there, yeah. and Eric Eric Luce, um, he has the permit for or the lease on both of them. Got it. Um, so he's just looking for a partner and uh, to you know kind of do it. So we're gonna give it a go. I I I've always said I was never gonna have a tasting room on the plaza, just because I don't think it <laughs> would work for me. Right. Um, but I think I can make this work. And you know, there's something about the fact that when I started in the business, one of the first things I did was crawled in a tank. <laughs> and so to at this point in my career to be pouring my own wines in a tank is pretty. Fun. In a redwood tank, it's so, just it's yeah. very fitting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very. It's perfect. California. Congratulations, man. That's really Thank awesome, Bart. So yeah. So official date what are you shooting for uh, you know what that will depend on the government and uh the county of sonoma <laughs> most likely so more to come more to come 2024 yes yeah it's definitely gonna be Mid. 2024 so all right oh uh well and morgan's headphones came apart, saying, already so. came in here and ripped my headphones <laughs> off <so>. are they <laughs> working yeah, okay oh, yeah, yeah, we're good. all right <laughs> well you know what we're gonna uh, give uh, brett george a call real quick how's that all right, everybody into that? All right. Hey, Morgan, thanks for coming by. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Chris literally just stuck his head in the door because he's still here and was like, we have a budgeting meeting five minutes ago. So All that's right. Well, <laughs> we're going to go lead Morgan, some glamorous wine, wine, wine So country very life. much for coming over. No, really, con- truly appreciate congratulations, it. Congratulations, you guys. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Really thank you, thank you. So, yeah. Um, yep, this will be this highlight of the day for sure. So, yeah. <laughs> Congrats, guys. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, better than a budget meeting, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> there was a low bar. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got Brett George on the uh, almost online. He is ready for us. Well, we'll see. Not George Brett. Yeah, not George Brett. Not not George Brett. <laughs> not George Brett. Is that it? Brett George. I'm here. No, it's Brother. as I say. It's Brett George, not Brett. Ger- not Brett George, not George Brett. We're already, we're already shit-faced. <laughs> welcome. He's like, he's well, like, great. Welcome, man. How you doing today? I am spectacular. When I was told that you guys were going to take a break and then call, I was very nervous. So glad to hear you're enjoying yourself. <laughs> well, it is like an hour later, right? Two. It is an hour later. Where are you? I am in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, staring at the art oh, museum yeah. from our office. Yeah, hey there. Man, we, we had so much fun in Milwaukee, man. The Bradley Center with the Stones and Clapton and McCartney. Yeah. All kinds of fun there, man. Stay at the Fister. Mm-hmm. It's a great oh, weekend. Still do. So, Brett, yeah. did um, you get a chance to look at some of Sam's questions? Uh, perhaps, but I, I, I'm coming in a bit cold, so. Fire. That's quite all right. That's quite all right. You know, I think w- one of the things about you is 
I, well, first of all, how did you find out about the podcast? It's actually a pretty good question. I was trying to retrace the steps with Kristen last night, and I guess maybe the, the very quick backstory is we first came out in 2010 with some very close college friends that lived in the East Bay. And we drove up for the day. They drove, thank God. And frankly, I was looking back at pictures, and we went to Chateau St. Jean, St. Francis, Mandavi, Ravenswood, Sterling, Franciscan, Barringer, Kenwood, and Costello D. M. Marosa in one day. So that was our in introduction one day? To, to wine country. I, I confirmed with Kristen. They all had the same date on the picture, and that was a one-day trip. So wow. it was a... Um, pretty aggressive agenda i think the, you think frankly i got <laughs> frankly i got kristen there because that was the time where castello de amorosa had the bachelor and they went there and so that was a must go destination and we got hooked on wine country following that trip and has it- then we came go ahead. sorry no, then go we ahead. came back um we came back a couple years later and somebody told us we should check out this place called reprie and after doing the shotgun tour the first time around and paying 15 or 20 bucks to do a bunch of wine tastings, stand at a counter, get small pours and leave, um, we were introduced to Reprie and cave tours and got in the ATV and went up the hillside. And it was, that changed the game for us. I think that time we learned about Cayman. And so it went from Reprie to Cayman, Cayman to Hamel. And the, the spiral started where we, I think, probably found Sam somewhere along the way in 16600, and the rest is history. So that's our, that's our backstory. And, and it seems that you've, for the most part, you guys have been out every year since, right? And kind of yeah. have settled in Sonoma. Yeah. So from, I guess, that point was, was pre-kids. We now have three boys. And Kristen and I come out as a point of emphasis every fall. So generally around harvest time, but we've done kind of spring, summer, and fall as life dictates at this point. And yeah, Sonoma's home base. So frankly, um, a lot of wine clubs have kept us in and around Sonoma. You guys have kept us in and around Sonoma. And when I tell people about our passion and whatever, frankly, the thing I always realize is that I'm probably lacking in a little bit of diversity, but what I am as rich in is uh, enterprise vineyard farmed <laughs> grapes and probably a dozen or more places that we've bought that you guys have had on the podcast. So when you guys we were are, warriors, uh, we too, are big fans. I mean, Grenache Day, the only people that were working more hours than I was, <laughs> was you. <laughs> You guys were there for the party on Friday night. Dinner Saturday. You were there night. for dinner Saturday night, concert on Sunday, and then I even saw you on Monday. Maybe? Was it Monday or Tuesday? True story. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that was Monday and then and then wheels up. So yeah. that was a phenomenal weekend. That was our first vinyl Sunday. Um, I always joke with Sam that it was good to um, be on the re- receiving end and get to enjoy the whole thing instead of just subsidizing all the fun you guys get to have. So, um, <laughs> well, that's that was appreciated a, that was a phenomenal weekend. That's appreciated. So, well, it, yeah, it, this was our first year ever coming out, coming out twice. We came out in January for Kristen's birthday and, and the wraparound in, in the fall. So it's been a good year. When are you coming back? Man, 
I wish I knew that. Yeah, um, her that's... birthday's in January. She's probably angling for that, but at a minimum, uh, summer, fall 2024, I guess would be the plan. But well, that sounds hopefully good. we can finagle something sooner. It sounds like we're going to do April Phil's day again, which hasn't really been solidified, but, um, I mean, if we can make that happen again, it seems like people enjoyed it. So Sam, are we doing April Phil's day? Yeah, <laughs> apparently. That's what I was just saying. Uh, apparently, we're doing that. Yeah. Welcome back, Sam. Who are we talking to? <laughs> Brett George. Oh, how's it going? Don't call me George. Brett. Brett George. There you go. <laughs> oh, he's right on point, right on time. <laughs> well, it has been an on-brand day. I'll say that. Your, so. your name came up a couple of times in the uh, list of people that have become friends in real life from the podcast i think burns called you and somebody else so uh so I, thanks for thanks for answering your phone absolutely happy to i i have my little notepad of things that i would wanted to remember and his name's on there as well so and he didn't answer because he was turns on, out he's he, a real person and doing business today instead of answering to hang out with the podcast it's a time mm -hmm. zone thing probably though well i think actually he set a time for us and we didn't right. live we, up to I mean, his time destroyed right past that time. just take what we tell you add an hour and a half <laughs> it's sam time it's sonoma time so it's not just me but it's, it's, it's actually it's mostly me it's phil time yeah right? it's really what it is Right. <laughs> All right, Brett. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Truly appreciate it. Thanks for being a listener. You are one of the great guys. Uh, at keep us where we are. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, guys. Really appreciate, appreciate it. it. No questions? No no curveballs? I thought I was going to get get the hard press from you guys. No. You <laughs> well, we wouldn't do that to you. All right. What's the worst wine you've bought because you listened to the show? I think we have one sitting in front of us. Yeah. Wow. Oh. And it's okay to say Martha Shard. Wow, that is That's... that is hurtful and harsh. Um, I'm going to avoid that one. I, I frankly was going to wonder what what was off limits, but I didn't think you'd uh, you'd go right there. Um, All right. The one the one thing I was just thinking back on though from uh, I think you had asked a question of a podcast moment and the one that I had written down I don't know what the wine was but you and Todd Sam and Todd Jolly did a menthol cigarette pairing uh, with one of the wines when you had Todd on years back and I think that is an all-time thank all -time God my wife doesn't listen to this God, yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that episode was it was it a comparison or a pairing? We usually don't allow smoking inside the tasting room, just just outside. It, it, it wasn't actually in progress. It wasn't in progress. Okay. It was a theoretical. It okay. was theoretical. Oh, oh, that might have been me yeah. then. Right. At the time, Newport smoker. Uh, that might that would make more sense. Yeah, yes. maybe yeah. it was. Yeah. Maybe it yeah. was. I stopped Newport smoking down. menthol cigarettes when I stopped going to raves. So <laughs> <laughs> I just switched. You just switched. Yeah. One one leaf to another. Yeah, fair enough. Full yeah, time. Exactly. So. <laughs> one right, plant that grows better in California than uh, other parts of the state. <laughs> Thanks, man. Much appreciated. Thank you, Brad. Thanks Thanks for for you cheers, work. guys. Well done. Thanks. Thanks. 300, yeah. 300 is incredible. I will. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Take yeah. care. How nice is that, man? Yeah. You know, really. We've got some great listeners. So, all right. Uh, Should I go through some of these other I didn't. Please really, do. Yeah, we yeah got, for we, sure. So, all these amazing questions and responses. And of course we've just had too many, uh, favorite wine discovery. Uh, it was Gary Swanson who said discovering that, uh, winemakers that have day jobs making side projects, 
Uh, Chris Calabrese talking about Contango as one of their favorite discoveries. Mm. A Paradigm call out, Belong Wine and Smith Story from uh, our friend Kelly. Uh, Robert French, Bucklin. Um, new winemakers, Coral Wang gets a mention. Yeah. Um, Travis Barkley called Jeff Jeff Cohen a new winemaker. I think that either he was being funny or forgot. Uh, <laughs> Emmy Wines. Rosalind Reynolds. Yeah, there we go. One of my favorite shows. Um, the the Dave Ramey and the tour ones and, and Dan Costa popping up a couple times. Uh, we talked about Joel a lot, but as far as some of like the legacy, oh, Dave, you know, yeah. longtime names that oh, yeah. came on the show with new projects or sort of, you know, the Ramey one in the middle of their sort of like family succession and everything was really right. awesome. Um, the variety that you've tried, uh, you're talking both Jesse Woods and Roger Randall basically saying they wouldn't have been drinking Grenache if it wasn't for us. So that's mm. that's awesome. Um, again, the, the friends one is probably my favorite, um, Jackie and Gustavo Sotelo gets mentioned, yep. uh, from, from Angela Nadu. Uh, then the, the co- friendship between the Frenches and the Randalls is awesome. Love that. Um, uh, let's see. Jasmine gets a mention. Kelly gets a mention. Kelly Cornette is somebody that, uh, nice. is, is and real. we got Roger on the line. We were just mentioning you, Roger. Wait, we're, we're talking to Roger. <laughs> well, you know what? See, I'm the one who screwed up. Rogers, Rogers. I, uh, I don't. Th- previous we, interview did not get recorded. Yes. <laughs> oh, hey, Roger. Oh. Hey, Roger. We haven't talked to you in forever. <laughs> I know it's been, been. It seems like it's been hours. Uh, yeah, seriously, it has. <laughs> you should be here. <laughs> well, hey, man, uh, how's everything going in St. Louis, and how's your new gig? I mean, you're working, working hard. It's great. Yeah. Well, you know, I took on a part-time gig just to uh, help some friends out through. Um, the Christmas season in a wine shop here in St. Louis. If I can throw out the name, the wine and cheese place. And, yeah, please do. Um, it's the wine uh, and cheese place. Oh, there you go. Yeah, well, the wine and cheese place. you mean it's a wine and cheese place called so hey, I'm staying, wine I'm, and cheese place. I'm staying on brand. I just throw it out there and wait and see if he'll edit it out. Right. Father will edit it out. Make no. sure we're recording. No. And we just had Morgan Twain Peterson on. He said it was so nice to see you. Yeah, it was great seeing him and his dad. It was Morgan and Joel were just so accommodating and so much fun and came into our store. I, I couldn't believe they came all the way out to our store and did the uh, taste through their wines and then um, talked the management into bringing in about six or eight of their wines. So we'll have those to sell through through Christmas and uh, and it'll be fun. It's going to be a blast. I Like I said, if you fry your turkey, you can use Zinfandel. Uh, uh, no, I'm not doing that, Roger. Not, we don't fry turkeys in California. It's too much of a fire risk. <laughs> I saw well, somebody in Chicago know. start a fire in his and, driveway. And you guys didn't. Yeah. You guys didn't mention it's national. It's National Zinfandel Day today. It is excellent. Zap just sent out an email said it's National Zinfandel well, Day. Says, so, says who? Which, Zap. Says Zap. Zap. We've been busy recording and haven't checked our email. <laughs> <laughs> Happy National Zinfandel Day. So, Roger, uh, of course, Dave Hayes and, and uh, Brett George uh, were just talking about you. So, hey, you know. That's very cool. Very cool. We, it's, it's a great community. I, I call it a community just because of the fact that you never know who you're going to meet when you come out to the tasting rooms. Or go to Bart's, or go all over the place, and uh, 
Dave uh, Hayes being being here in St. Louis makes it nice, and uh, Robert French and his lovely wife Julie visiting them numerous times after meeting them through the show. It's it's been a blast. It's a blast. So well, is you... Bart still upright? <laughs> yeah, you now you know what? Just barely. Roger, what the? <laughs> do you mean by that? <laughs> I'm just, I'm Hour that. five on episode 300. I mean, Things I started tasting wine yeah. at 830. <laughs> Would I expect anything else from the guy? He's, he's a pro, man. He's not like me. I'm a lightweight. I know. Well, I'd like to say the hi to the entire staff at Dane's Cellars. Hi, Bart. <laughs> and... <laughs> you don't know about this yet. You don't know. He's over well, yeah, here. Next time you come out, you're going to be able to taste that Bart's spot. And in his tank. Bart's spot. Yeah, he's in the tasting room in Glen Ellen. We have a spot, oh Roger. Goodness. You heard it here first. You don't have to oh, go, you don't have to, go to his house and get jumped check. on by his dog anymore. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I enjoyed that part. <laughs> but, uh, you can now, at the Dane Cellar's tank, you can pay extra to get jumped on by Pepper. Right. right. There we go. Yeah, I think it's a three-case minimum. <laughs> If if yeah, if there's no pepper, then it's a three case minimum. You can do that, Roger. <laughs> three case, okay. That sounds fair. That sounds fair. So, uh, what do you have in your uh, cellar right now? You're still on cellar tracker, right? Yes, yes. Uh, sitting at about twelve seventy five right. as of this yeah. week. Yeah. How nice is that? So I've. Uh, it's only four years. Get a nice variety <laughs> of. Uh, California wines, a little bit of French in there, a little German in there. and Any Italian? Um, we just talked to MJ. Oh, He's in Italy right now. Oh, well, wow. I, so we talked to guy, some... I have a little bit of Italian. I have, uh, I have, I pick up more at the store and bring it home and drink it than I do in the cellar. But yeah. uh, it seems like I have a lot of, got a lot of wine from Sonoma. I don't know why that oh, would really? be. Really? <laughs> Amazing! Imagine that. It's amazing how that. Imagine how that happens. So, you can you yeah, can I'm, keep I listening got, to the show, Roger. Yeah, just good answers. I, I'm, I'm allowed to keep going. Yeah. All right, Roger. As, I, as I'm, I'm as I'm harvesting diamonds from the um, rosé bottle right now. Oh. And, <laughs> Wait, <laughs> no, I love that. Collect them all, and you can get a free bottle. <laughs> I know. That's what I thought. Well, I got to return this all. one. I got to do something with them. Exactly. You got to return the bottle anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, Roger, I think uh, I think you're going to be actually our last guest on the show today. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, Probably wrap, a good idea. Wrap it up. And Says the FCC. Uh, <laughs> Alice, I hope Alice Katuri uh, uh, can sit down with us for just now a minute. Now that is the, the longest she's is ever that, listened to the podcast. Is that she it? Poked her head into the door right now. She's, yeah, she's like, yeah, that's what I thought. So, <laughs> Alice and Terry can compare notes on their favorite episodes. Their favorite episodes. <laughs> the one we didn't talk about when we got home were their favorite episodes. Well, Roger, and again, I'll go back... It, like I was said, it, well, wait, if it's not on recording, it didn't really happen. So, um, <laughs> like I said, the, uh, the my favorite episode is the one with Tony Mall from Three Fat Guys Winery. That was a blast. I learned so much that day, that day that I did not understand. A football player was from Sonoma and made wine, and it was great. Yeah. And he's still going strong. We didn't understand a lot of that show either ourselves. So. 
All right, brother. Uh, and I'm sitting here with a piece of uh, amphora on my front porch. Oh, really? Oh, where, did, where did that nice. come from? I'm glad yeah. that happened. That was uh, one of you guys are on brand. <laughs> yeah. You guys are on brand. Thank Today, you. Today, both shipments, as I was sitting here, listening, waiting for you guys to call back, both shipments arrived on the same day. That's perfect. Really? Today? 16600 in Dane Sellers. Nice. So, there you go. I'd say we planned it, but and I got, yeah. you know better. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. That was amazing. I, I, there, there's a nice couple of pictures on Facebook when you guys uh, get done Perfect. and can turn on your mobile devices. Right. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, thank you so very much, man. First of all, being one of our uh, leading edge uh, listeners, and it's truly appreciated. Thanks. No problem. I appreciate it. You guys, cheers, and congrats to 300 uh, episodes. Here's to 300 more, and I'd love to be on the number 600 show. Right, right on. Cheers, Thank Roger. You so Thank much, you. Man. Happy holidays to you. Cheers, guys. See you guys. Bye. See you guys. All right. Well, Roger Randall from St. Louis. I, I think we're finished. Wait, so, so if you screwed that up, what happened when we were talking um, on the show? Was it just like no one talking? Uh, it was on the GoPro. We got it but recorded. But that's why I went back and called Roger. And if you want to do a pour, we'll do it. No, again. he got the he got the pour. Okay, he got the four the four way pour. We're just gonna have to edit got, the shit out of Chris it. Chris Cottrell's then. Yeah, that's why Chris came back. because yeah. we weren't sure. Yeah. Well. All right. One on last. Brand, one last I, did, I did it, Brian. <laughs> I I did it because so. we haven't we haven't mentioned this yet. Uh, Matt Decourt loyal listener down there in central coast yeah uh when i said region you want to visit from from the instagram stories he said after listening to the shen blue episodes he wants to go there fuck loose but also he wants to go to lodi which is more realistic <laughs> that was like that was, right. that was my favorite answer one of my favorite answers out there. and max yes they don't actually store the moguls in a warehouse in sparks <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, it's been a pleasure to work with you for six years. It's great. Uh, we've got a really good thing going. We got traction early, right at the right time. Uh, Bart, it's been a pleasure. I've learned a tremendous amount about winemaking from you and amphoras. And uh, <laughs> Brian, what not from do. from the days of sitting in the uh, uh, girl in the fig, uh, trying to scam, so it, scam your wine sellers into coming on to my radio show and Sam you too I mean it, this is incredible I, I've really loved it thanks much appreciate it thank you John, thank you, John. And, and I started when we were, when Chris was here I started talking about the zoom days and um, the value of all of this was was so um, driven home during that time just to have this um, social outlet to talk to friends to talk to you guys to meet new people um, whether it's in real life or or in virtual life, um, that's what makes it all worth it. That's what has gotten us to three hundred, and will get us the next three another fucking three hundred. Can you pull it off? I don't know. We'll see. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. It's all good. So I'll let you guys go back to work. Uh, shout outs. Yeah, Cody. <laughs> if anyone's still listening. <laughs> We got uh, uh, winemaker dinner on Tuesday. Oh, there you go. Oh yeah, there's a couple. Star, of right, 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 there's a few right, right. tickets. Oh, shit. There's a few tickets. Oh, Brian, of course, Brian's Brian got notes. like notes. Uh, no, I'm uh, trying to figure out Tuesday. Um, I'm trying to figure out how I can get to the winemaker dinner because normally that's like a childcare kind of situation. But I'm going to see if I can swap that somehow. Okay, I really want to go. I hope you'd. I'd love for you to be there. 
And New Year's Eve in Sonoma, we had Tanner in for a minute. New Year's Eve uh, at the Sebastiani Theater, Marty O'Reilly with Tanner's band, Little Worth Opening. Um, we're going to pour some wine. I'm going to buy a couple cases of uh, Under the Wire. We're going to do a little champagne toast at midnight. Um, Big fun. So check that out at SebastianiTheater.org, probably. Excellent. Um, I just wanted to say that Sam and I, you know, went to uh, out to Atlanta and got a nice little tour of the city yeah. and got to hit some cool spots. So I just wanted, is it cool? Can I say go, thank go, you go, to go, all go. the, yeah. so uh, Kevin at Homegrown yep. had an incredible breakfast oh, yeah, that there. That was awesome. Um, Christian at La Grotta, oh. at this cool La Italian Grotta, restaurant oh that's God. like under a retirement community. That was wild. It smells like mothballs and then you get it, down and it smells like veal parmesan. Yeah. Uh, press shop, Ashley and Morgan. That was cool. Lazy Betty. Lazy Betty. Uh, everyone just Michelin got their star stars, restaurant so, in the middle of um, like a cinder block industrial freaking. Uh, that was awesome. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jami at Kitty Dare. Oh, yeah. Kitty Dare. Uh, Cooley Ronnie and guy that, that, that gave us the lowdown on all the rumor mill N- going on. No holes barred. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jet at Southern Bell, where we had a really nice yeah, Southern Bell. They did, they did a great job. Um, Som at uh, oh. Little Alley Steak Shop. Som at, um, at Little Alley Steakhouse, who were now following on Instagram. Jason um, Willifor at Mujo, the sushi place that Mujo, we have to go back to Atlanta. Turning it out, got their yeah. Michelin star, uh, star two urban licks. Um, great artwork and cool. And then Elemental Spirits. Yeah. Um, and then a huge thanks to, to Sean F. Uh, Eric Crane, the man, the myth, the legend. And Tiffany and Bobby. And Tiffany our first and Bobby Ladrino and, and Tiffany yeah. Morris, Timo, she was amazing. Yeah. And uh, oh, it all to, to Kelly. I mean, Kelly just killed it. Yeah. And um, thank you, Kelly, for everything. Cork in the road. Uh, Cork in the red. Her parents are going to be here tomorrow night at the Girl in the Fig. So we're going to um, send a little uh, nice. bottle over, maybe some goodies out to the table and nice. make sure they get welcomed yeah, in the awesome. correct cool. way. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And we want to thank you guys, everybody who's yep. been listening over the last six years and Zoom here. And uh, thanks for the tasting room. This this, well, this really was the the, listen, the idea when we started talking about this a few months ago was the listener appreciation show. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know I don't know if we nailed that or not, but uh, it was a good time. And, and we, had a but we appreciate it, you listening. None of it happens yeah. without the listeners. Yeah, that's yeah. right. All right, everybody. We will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the winemakers.